and good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Breakfast with Boom. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And ladies and gentlemen, we have one heck of a show. Uh, but before we get into the introductions, before we get into the topics, that's going to keep you here for two plus hours. And man, we have a lot of really good topics that I was able to find. We got to open up with some sad news and then back end it with some exciting news. Uh, Crispy Bomb, the best voice in the business, folks. He is unfortunately uh, going to be leaving Breakfast with Boom, uh, uh, but he will occasionally join us. He's obviously moved over to primetime gaming on Monday evenings. Uh, he, you know, due to work, a work schedule uh, s- situation. So, Crispy, let's uh, let's get your intro in here, brother. If you, you you've had a one heck of a ride. We're going to miss you on here for sure. But of course, you're going to bring that raspy, a uh, no voice, uh, best voice in the business to primetime gaming, which you uh, were on last week, and your official first show is this friday man uh thanks for always being here and keeping it 100 oh man it's it's definitely an end of the era i mean what is it? it's been like three years now yeah dude it's been a long run dude. you know like, like and, i think since its inception almost yeah it was it was not far uh, along after you started uh that i i joined and you know kind of kind of same thing with prime time it was like uh, i kind of been here so much it's like <laughs> yeah. it just made sense so you know and it, it makes sense for work and i appreciate everybody and i hope you, you guys all continue to come out and uh you know i look forward to seeing uh your next announcement and how he uh he handles the the, the big times as we like to call it in breakfast with boom but it's been a pleasure and uh i'm sure your gentlemen are gonna hold it down with some crispy truth <laughs> no yeah no no doubt about that but again folks yeah he's uh crispy is leaving this show but he will uh be reprising his uh uh panel membership if you will on primetime gaming and he does that officially this monday at 7 p.m eastern standard time and uh thanks to uh thanks to crispy we uh we have now added John Wolf, who you've heard on my podcast numerous times, especially during the, some of the big announcements, he's always been a part of that. Well, he is officially joining the Breakfast with Boom panel next Friday morning. Uh, and if you don't know who John Wolf is, well, you probably should because he's done some pretty big interviews with many people, including Crispy Bomb, for that matter. And uh, yeah, John is uh, has a heavy work schedule. He would have popped in today to kind of you know be here for you know for the announcement but he, i know he's listening and we will see him uh back here next monday for his official uh uh first episode of breakfast boom so we're very excited uh to have john join the panel but let's get into the rest of the panel so we can get into the topics dreadpool two questions one how the hell are you and more importantly what did you have for breakfast today good morning everyone yes uh today I am doing very well. I am still wide awake. I don't know why, but it's only the third cup of coffee so far. And I <laughs> only the third. <laughs> only the third, right? I <laughs> and uh, we made um, for for the American Easter is what we call it, because uh, my Easter is actually coming up this weekend. Yep. So um, we made spanakopita, which is spinach pie, and oh, you know, those you can, are that's really good. I've you had can that. make that's it fantastic. as a casserole. Yes. Yeah, you can make it as a casserole or as these little triangles. So they're like nice little finger foods. They're little nice snacks. little bite size. Yes, oh they're delicious, yeah. dude. Yes, absolutely. So we made some for uh, the other uh, fam- part of the family. 
nice. uh, for this last one, but I made extra so I would have some for the rest of the week. So I've been snacking on it, and that was my breakfast. <laughs> Excellent. Listen, that sounds like a tasty breakfast. Yeah. If you have never had it, you should try it. Open up your palate because those are and, they're good in big pieces, but they're even better dread when they're smaller for some reason yeah. the smaller aspect gives you the, the real taste of it yeah you get more phyllo dough and it's all spread around so it's mm. not just um a big old chunk of spinach and cheese and and then the, like a, a layer of phyllo on top um with it it's just it's just nice and easy and like i said it's, it's a snack <laughs> bite and if you, for you guys don't like spinach there's another thing just like it the same way it's called tiropita, which is a cheese pie. It's oh, basically nice. the same Very stuff nice. without the spinach. Yeah. So and if definitely... you don't like cheese, well, you know what? Too bad. You can't have anything. <laughs> what can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> we just don't make plain phyllo like that. I don't know. I yeah, mean, that would be kind of boring. I'm going to be honest with you. That would definitely be boring. But uh, listen, let's continue with the, the introductions. Uh, and obviously, uh, Web Dave, brother, you've been doing some killer interviews. Love what you're doing on your channel. And uh, thanks again for being here. How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me. Um, just uh, just so looking forward to jump into the topics today. Looks like we're starting to get uh, a good uh, a good group of people in the chat. Yeah, we're, we're already over 100, Dante, which we're only a couple of two man. Who is awesome. There's some great ones in there today, man. This is going to get good. Yeah, we do. We're going to open up with some big Sega news. If you're a Dreamcast fan, you're going to love this. Uh, and last, no way least, Chris uh, Crispy. Fuzzy Belvedere, man, how the heck have you been? What you been up to? I know you've been posting some, um, <laughs> some, uh, some very, very auspicious uh, PlayStation uh, picks and uh, records <laughs> that you're breaking while you're playing Gran Turismo. Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing great. It's great to be here, um, man. Great, uh, great group coming into the chat and great panel here today and some awesome topics. Um, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Gran Turismo. Racing is what I'm all about. Mm -hmm. Can't wait until Forza Motorsport gets announced, and hopefully that's coming soon. Got a gut feeling it might be in May, but um, man, let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And real quick, to open up the show, uh, Dirt Griggity drops an outstanding and extremely generous $10 super chat. Dirt, what's going on, brother? He says, good morning, fellas. Well, good morning to you, my brother. Hopefully you are doing well. And folks, you're going to be treated to uh, some uh, Lego Star Wars, which I am absolutely addicted to. If you have not purchased this game, it is absolutely 1,000% worth your time. It is so much fun. Uh, each um, film, because there's all nine of them in here, uh, are about anywhere between four to six hours. Um, so you can play and uh, it, 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 you can get your, your fill of four hours. Because I did the other day, I played for five hours on Wednesday and it was just am absolutely amazing. Uh, I highly recommend that if you love Star Wars, the homage that is paid in the in this new uh, uh, nine uh, nine film uh, Lego game is just it's incredible. They they really went out of the way to to you know deliver on comedy and fun and exploration. And uh, I heard that, you know I haven't played a split screen. I heard the split screen isn't great, and there's no online play, which is a little bit of a miss to be honest with you. But it's a great single player for sure. Uh, but listen, folks, we we got to get right into one of the big topics 
listen, I, I, I've gone on record saying that my favorite uh, console of all time uh, is the, uh, the Sega Dreamcast. I am a big Sega stan. I have been a fan of Sega since the Genesis, since uh, uh, Genesis has what Nintendo don't. Uh, and um, I, I have to say that this story... For me personally, and again, may, maybe you know you're not as old as I am. And I am definitely the oldest guy here. Um, the, 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 this story may not you know tickle your fancy, so to speak, but everyone on the panel seems to be very excited about it. And I believe everyone in the chat is going to dig it. We have uh, new information that came the way of Bloomberg Japan, where it has been confirmed by Sega themselves that they are in the process and early in development for bringing the fans a huge budgeted crazy taxi and jet set radio where they are calling these games super games now if you remember uh last at the end of last year there was that big sega story where microsoft has officially teamed up with sega to help them deliver these mega games these super games and the first two out of the gate are crazy taxi and Jet Set Radio, and I'm going first to Dread. Dread, this is exciting news. This is this is news that should get you extremely pumped if you are a Sega fan. I played uh, Crazy Taxi in the arcade. Then they brought it to Dreamcast. It was a perfect rendition, and um, we saw Jet Set Radio come to the Xbox 360 which was great and obviously it was on the on the Dreamcast really really well done still holds up to this day dread is this exciting news for you um actually it is but there is a disappointment in this um i'm i'm super excited i i have them both on the Xbox i had them both back in the day on the Dreamcast yep um so they're iconic you know what i mean it's it's it was other than sonic they were you know during the dreamcast days they were synonymous with you know as soon as you heard that you knew you were talking about dreamcast there was no question as to what you were talking about so uh that part's great but the the part that i heard is they want to make them free to play somehow and that's the the perplexing thing because how do you make something like that free to play that's Jet Set Radio is a first, you know, it's a single player game. It, it's not going to make sense on how they do that. So that's why I'm perplexed with that. But let's hope they, uh, it's just a bad rumor. And um, if it is true that they, I don't know, wake up and, and see what's really going on and, and stop trying to make this microtransactions, this game will sell. Uh, just because it is what it is, you know, and, and those that don't really know, these games uh, will grow to love them. I mean, they even, even think of it this way. They even endorsed, right? They even endorsed somebody making, uh, what was it, Taxi Crazy or something like that? It was yeah, like, the, 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 the was a, there was a there game was a, that was like Crazy Taxi. It was just it was like cool. it, but the name was different, but it was yeah. the same. And it was, it was a complete ripoff, but they endorsed it. So obviously... It, it shows that the game did well enough that, hey, you know, we should bring back our crazy taxi, do it the mm -hmm. right way. So, like I said, if, if they do the free to play thing, I I really hope not because um, it'll it'll kill it. It'll kill everything that's a super game or that any of us would consider uh, a, a classic like that. 
Now, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, again, we, we understand it's a big business and they want to they want to generate money. And I listen, I don't care if there's DLC, it's a free to play thing. I, again, it, 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 could, yeah. it could it could bring more people to play the game because it's technically free to play. But with that said, there's also a chance that they that that it kind of it ruins the series, so to speak. Yeah, you you, you can easily ruin something by doing yeah. something that that doesn't go with the way a game is set up for. So it just depends on how they they proceed with everything. I mean, and, I mean, look at how many great games we've had and their sequels just bombed. So yeah, it's true. You know that, and that's that, and that's the thing. So hopefully, they do this right and they listen to the fans. I mean. You know, Sonic Mania. They listened there, and then they did something with with uh, those guys to, to allow. Well, them they have. To it's, the fun, it's funny you talk about Sonic, and you know, and, and we're talking about Sega. You know, obviously, it was just announced that they they remastered Sonic One, Two, Three, and Four, mm-hmm. uh, and that's coming out. I think at the end of May. But I think. Yet again, did you see the way that they're doing it? They're selling you partial games. They're not, you know, and they're selling you the partial game, but then an upgrade with this. And, and then they're upselling a animated int- uh, screen of Sonic sitting there. So it, I, I'm hesitant. You know, as much as I want to see this, I'm hesitant to see what they do with it if if they screw this up. Because of, like I said, it's just it doesn't make sense on what they're doing right now. And I'm hoping this is just one of those things that they're trying out and then realize, yeah, let's not do this. But if you guys take a look at the at the new Sonic and the plans that they have out for the variations, they're they're perplexing when you look at them. So I'm excited for the game. I'm not excited for what they end up doing uh, if they do any of this free to play or any of this weird game pricing so yeah i again it's 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 going to they have there, there's a potential to do it the right way and there's a potential to do it the wrong way i honestly hope that uh sonic origins is what it's called that's the one you're talking about yes uh, and and fans are pretty angry about it uh they did drop the official trailer um, and it is obviously you are getting Sonic the Hedgehog one, two, three, and Knuckles and and uh, Sonic three and Knuckles as well as Sonic CD in the new uh, re- uh, remastered. Uh, I don't know. See again, I'm trying to find here because this wasn't a re- part of the topic. It just so happens that you mentioned Sonic, so I was like, well, you know what? Let me uh, right. Yeah, it's, it's and this is the this is where it gets a little concerning, folks. Uh, along with the release date, Sega has announced that Sonic Origins will be released on PlayStation Five, Four, Xbox Series XS, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Starting, and this is where it gets concerning. Starting at forty bucks. Pre-orders go live. Uh, they went live yesterday. Um, now there's a pre-order bonus that will net a uh, hundred medallions. Uh, a mirror, uh, a mirror mode that's going to be unlocked. A letter box visual, if you want to play it that way. Um, and there's a digital deluxe edition for forty four ninety nine. Um, and then I don't see any other pricing for that. So I think there's there's a forty dollar one and a forty five dollar one 
hopefully they don't try and nickel and dime you that you do get everything. But, you know, you're onto something and it is a part of the conversation because Crazy Taxi is classic. Jet Set Radio is just those two particular games. And they're very, very different. You know, one's a driving game. One is a open world spray paint punk kind of a game that's cell shaded. Um, and they're classic. They are classic IPs. One of the things, and, and you know, again, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, so don't get crazy, folks. We're not going to d- dive deep into this. This is one of those things where I wish, um, as, as great as Activision is going to be for Microsoft financially, right? They don't really have anything except for like Pitfall Harry that I like to see come back in a new way. You know what I'm saying? To, uh, or River Raid or something. Bring a River Raid shooter, give that to a team of 10 people and let them make a shooter or something. Um, I would love Microsoft to own Sega. Like that is, I, I know everyone's listening. He's probably going to give me a call and, and be crying on the phone. Thank you for saying that publicly because I think their their IP is just, man, it's so it's so big. They have so many unbelievable IP. Um, it's crazy. But crispy, let, let's get your opinion on this. Dread brings up an amazing point that I don't even have in the show notes. This could go hor- horrendously wrong. I don't think it's going to. I, my glass is always half full. What? What? Where do you feel? Because you know, again, the, the the rumor is that it's free to play. That's not confirmed, but it makes sense, kind of, in the era that we're currently in. What? What? What are your expectations for a big triple A budgeted, um, crazy taxi and jet set radio? Well, uh, Dreamcast. I really, I played at a friend's house, really never, (laughs) unfortunately, the Saturn killed it for me. So um, I've went over the story a million times. You just watch a console die while you're sitting at Blockbuster and you're like, damn, there's no games to play. Look at PlayStation. They got the whole freaking aisle. Um, So it's one of those things that I, I did play Crazy Taxi. I do believe I played Jet Set Radio. I know I played Crazy Taxi, though. That game was fun. Um definitely like gave me like old school like arcade you know vibes very uh very true to its form even in the console so it, it it's something that i would look forward to free to play that why why I, I don't, yes yeah, indeed. I, yeah i don't and, and that's what scares me how are they going to how are they going to monetize you know um that's something that I'm like, e. I know they have experience technically, <laughs> but it's like for this IP, I, I, how about just come out with the game first and then, you know, you know what? I said that in the, I said in the opening, what happened to just selling you a game, right? Yeah. What, we haven't seen that in a while. And, and I think if the game is good, it's going to sell, especially if it's on multiple platforms. I mean, I get it's a business, and you know, what could we say? It it is a business, but just sell yeah. me a game. If I if you want to add DLC, that's fine. But the free to play thing kind of always for me it always makes it feels cheap. I mean, you could do a free to play mode, and I think that would be, you know, uh, more logical. And then you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be sixty seventy dollars. It could be a forty dollar game. Yeah, you could sell a ton of them. And then you could have a free-to-play mode with, you know, um, cosmetic options, stuff like mm. that. You know, that that would be, you know, something kind of what Halo did, if you really think about it. You know, in a way, the, the mode is the multiplayer, but you could be more simple and just have, like, you know, two different, like, game modes that you can play as free-to-play. 
I mean, it, Rocket League is a prime example of something that it works very well for them. So I'm not saying that it's not possible to, you know, make it make it fun and engaging and also be free to play because, I mean, there are plenty of examples of, of that and they, they clearly make their money. They're clearly constantly adding new things to these games. So as long as they, they flush out how they're going to approach this, I mean, hopefully it, it works out. Um, at the end of the day, I don't, at the least, you got to just release the game first and, and talk about something like that down the road because, you know, it's, once again, another IP that hasn't been touched in, yeah. in, you know, forever. So let's get it right first, that type of thing. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I, I definitely think you're on something with that. The web, Dave, let's get your opinion on this, brother. You you obviously, you appreciate the classics, and there's no bigger classics uh, right now uh, than those two particular IPs. They have not seen new renditions in potentially a decade maybe more right um what what are you what are you expecting from these two releases and 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 could could these releases be the return of the sega that we all know and love i god i hope so because <laughs> i tell you i loved crazy taxi i still i don't have a dreamcast anymore but i still have my copy of crazy taxi on dreamcast that I hold on to uh one of the reasons was the the offspring the song called uh, all i oh, want yeah man i put that as the choice song and play it all the time man it just got me so pumped up i played it like you said in the arcade i played it at home play it all the time fun fun game lots of replay value and excited to to know that they're bringing it back i hope they also get the music back too just saying but yeah uh, that would yeah. be nice but uh but yeah man and then of course oh my gosh the jet set radio oh my man that is that was so much fun to play i mean yeah. it was it was so cool the graphics were amazing you know i don't know it's i'm really looking forward to it and i think it's gonna be big and i think that um that they're on the right you know right path obviously we want to see what this you know what these super games are supposed to be so i'm i'm in I, i'm very positive very excited and looking forward to to this because i think it is going to be um, you know, it, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be good. I really do. And and um, like, there's a lot of fans out there from the Dreamcast days, and uh, and Sega in, in general. And I agree with you too, man. I I really hope that at some point, you know, uh, ever Born Saga gets his dream come true, because <laughs> I w- it, it's not his, it's not really his, just his dream. There's a lot of us that would 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 uh, would like that to happen as well. So, yeah, no, no, I absolutely agree. Uh, Fuzzy, let's let's get your opinion on this. Obviously, mm-hmm. one of the one of the two games is a is a bit of a racer. Uh, it's <laughs> it's not the kind of racing game that you normally are playing, but it's a racer nonetheless, yeah. and it's a it's a big IP. Uh, it's yeah. a big IP. Uh, it's a classic IP, and I would honestly really love to see Sega come back as a as as a dominant force in the industry, not just be like oh. It's just another Sega game. They have a potential mm-hmm. to do something real special here. Well, I hope this is like the start of them bringing back some of their older IPs and, and refreshing them and, and whatnot. But uh, Crazy Taxi, yes, I spent a lot of money at arcades on that game. Like, uh, unfortunately, I like Crispy, I bowed out of Sega before the Dreamcast. Saturn was like my my last couple of pennies or nickels that I rubbed together after buying the 32X and the Sega CD. And then it was like, oh, the Saturn. And then they kind of dropped support shortly after. Yeah, I, I kind of 
uh, lost faith in Sega at that point. Arcades, I still gave them plenty of money, but home console at that point, I was kind of like, eh, and I, I, I regrettably missed out on a lot of those games, at least from the home standpoint. But playing Crazy Taxi in the arcade was huge. Hearing that they're doing this um, as one of their super games is is unbelievable. And Jet Set Radio, it's kind of like, I think a lot of people were saying how like um, Sunset Overdrive was kind of like a like a modern rendition in a way. Yeah, that's a, a, that's a great radio. point. It absolutely was. Sure. Yeah. And I love Sunset Overdrive, although <laughs> I know where it's going to be if we do, if they do a part two, but, uh, but it's so great that they're working on Jet Set Radio as well. Um, it, Sega is one of those companies. I, I just, I, I wish they would be acquired by Microsoft and they would be like, you know, Xbox Japan or something. Yes. I know we kind of talked about that before, but, yeah, just hearing that they're doing this, it, it it gives me a glimmer of hope of my ultimate dream for them to kind of like do a reimagined altered beast where it's like, you know, third person perspective type of deal where you can change into different <laughs> creatures. But that that's my crazy dream on that. But uh, hopefully that's why I, I would one. listen. That's that's a you know, listen, altered beast came with the Genesis. If you don't know what that is, a lot of, yeah. a lot of younger folk here, uh, <laughs> it was an amazing side scroll and beat them up. Uh, mm-hmm. And still, uh, look, I, I know that it probably doesn't look as good, but my God, if For they could, time, uh, if they was... could make remake that, man, oh man, yeah, no, but uh, Sega can do no wrong outside of the console space, um, and that's just because I I spent all my my you know summer job money, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I really hope that the you know these games turn out. And, and kind of revitalize that whole feeling that we got when we saw those in the arcade or, or, you know, on our home consoles for some of us and stuff. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Hope this just the beginning of them, you know, like I said, bringing back some of their grand old titles because Outrunning Afterburner are also some of my favorites. Oh, and then my Hang God, on, dude. Space Harrier. I mean, yeah, please. they don't even have to make them big open world modern stuff. I, right. I, to be honest with you, I would be incredibly happy with just remakes of the originals. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow. But, I mean, great stuff to open up the show. Before we get into uh, the next topic, I got to thank two people that have become channel members. Thank you so much to Caper or uh, yeah, Caper Grant six ninety two, as well as Big Bad Mo. Thank you, gentlemen, for becoming uh, channel members uh, of Double Barrel Gaming. It is unbelievably and gratefully appreciated. Uh, and again, folks, if you want to support Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, in other ways outside of super chats, uh, there is an ability to uh, add uh, to you know to join the channel. There are two tiers: it's a five dollar and a ten dollar. Um, I don't do any bonus content for channel members because honestly, there just is not enough time in a week. I do four <laughs> live shows, um, but the the it, it does help uh, allow Mrs. Boom and I to do the giveaways. That's how we're able to afford to do at least four big ones. And this year we are on tap for at least uh, anywhere between eighteen hundred and two thousand dollars. The big one is coming for Christmas. That one is usually five to seven hundred dollars. We have one coming in July, uh, and then we have one coming in September, and those are going to be five uh, anywhere between three and five hundred dollars shows. So a lot of the times, all you know, if you're a channel member and you drop super chats, you get a, you get bonus uh, entries into the picker. And that's how people who have donated and our channel members have won. They're like, oh, how do they always win? 
because they get bonus. Uh, you know, you, you usually just win for being in the chat, which I try to make it as easy as possible. But you get uh, bonus uh, entries into the picker when you are a channel member of, or, of course, uh, dropping a super chat. And again, it's the only way we can afford to, uh, you know, get, do as many giveaways as we do. And we're one of the few channels that does it. Uh, I mean, there's uh, there's a, a amazing uh, hundreds and hundreds of channels that are great. We are one of definitely one of the few that give back as much as we do, and we love doing it. So, uh, how, thank you again for the continued support. Certainly appreciate that. But let's let's keep Sega in the conversation, shall we? And move on to topic number two. And what's interesting here, folks, is we have a, a very very auspicious tweet that comes the way of windows on twitter and uh it's what they tweeted when asked about persona 5 coming to xbox that had everyone up in arms in excitement and um listen persona 5 not my bag uh dreadpool either we were talking before the show went live after the fifth train ride I, I, I washed my hands of it because I bought it for the PlayStation 4. I even bought the collector's edition, if you could believe it. I'm like, I got to try this game. Everyone's talking about Persona, Persona 5. Everyone's excited. Let, let, let me see what's going on with this game. I've never played one. And, you know, sometimes you most of the time I win with the picks. Sometimes you lose. I lost on that one. I sold it privately. I got most of my money back. Um, Persona, not for me. The audience isn't, isn't boomstick, and that's okay. But there is an audience out there. And why it's taken this long to come to Xbox is a conundrum, to be honest with you. Especially, which I'm going to break down the sales figures. PlayStation fans who claim that, you know, they love supporting their, 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 you know, their devs didn't really support this game as much as you would think. As big as people talk about it. It's kind of like Bloodborne. Persona 5 is right there with Bloodborne. Bloodborne is, is, is this classic, hell to the highest of highest clouds IP on PlayStation 4. And it didn't sell as much as you think, uh, which, is, which is bonkers. That goes the same thing for Persona 5. As a matter of fact, folks, uh, Persona 5 uh, itself, let me see. I got the numbers in front of me. Just, just to give everyone an, uh, an overall feeling of how the series has done since inception i have it in front of me that the series not one particular game but the entire series since inception has sold uh at 15 million copies now that might sound a lot but you're talking generations of consoles that it's been across uh the latest persona 5 royale which was an update to persona 5 uh only sold 1.8 million copies uh and this this comes the way of i think it was the last time it was officially was june 30th of 2021 so it could have sold more let's just say for shits and giggles that it's at two million well that's actually not really good when you consider there's 120 or let's just say 115 thousand ps4s in the wild right so just do the math. It's it, it's 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 a it's a piece of a percentage that, that that this is sold. So again, is it coming to Xbox? Well, I don't know, but I'm going to read you what uh, comes the way of the Windows 
uh, uh, Twitter account. And they said this, folks, hard to believe it's been almost six years since Persona 5 was released in the U.S. How many times have you played through it since then, counting Royale, of course? And I don't know, man. I mean, we've been hearing for a while that this is this is coming to the uh, to the platform. And I look, if you ask me, the suspicious boom says the reason why it's not on an Xbox is Sony has to do something with that. So Sony must have done what Sony does best, and that is keep content away from players outside of their own universe, and that stinks. And it's one of the reasons why I have a nasty distaste for Sony. I, I, I understand exclusives for yourself. If you, Sony makes a game, God of War, it shouldn't be on an Xbox, right? The same way I believe Master Chief shouldn't be on a PlayStation. But when you think, when you say third party, that's where I draw the line or the invisible line. Dread, I want to go to you first on this, brother. You and I were talking. Um, you and I might be on the same page with Sony having something to do with it. it sounds very Sony-esque, if you will. Um, but what are your thoughts on Persona 5 Royale finally landing on an Xbox? And could it go into Xbox Game Pass day and date, even though it's an old game? Well, uh, nobody plays old games, right? So no, for, no for it to go to Game Pass, Terrible. who cares, right? Shame on you if you play old games. You should be fired. <sighs> yeah. So log this person, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and that's the funny thing. Um, I've already said it before. I've tried it. I just I just can't get into that style of game. Um, you know, but it, it needs to to come to Xbox. Xbox needs more of those style of games. They absolutely for those do. those are my friends and other gamers that are into that that only have Xbox, uh, that can't afford both. They can't, you know, they mm-hmm. have to watch which way they go. So either way, you know, I'm, I'm happy for it if it comes over. Even it's not for me, but I'm happy for my friends to get something like that because it's, you know, yet again, you know, it, whether it's a preference, whether it's uh, financial, you know, doesn't matter. It, as long as they're happy that they can get a game that they like, I'm, I'm all about it. it, it having extra games, uh, very variety doesn't mean anything Uh to, to most people, but you know what? It, it means something to a lot of other people because, you know, I don't know, but boom, ha- hasn't your game style changed since you were a kid? For the most yeah. part, there's there's games that you would never have played. Yep. You know, Dave, the same thing with you. You know, we've all played certain games that we would never play when we were younger, you know? So, and that's, that's the thing is that you, you can never say, oh, this is never going to be this. This is never going to you know happen for me there's sometimes that you just play a silly game that you just get wrapped up in. Yeah. And if, if this is that for somebody else, like, like us that, that aren't into it and also we fall into it. Hey, that's the whole reason of having it. There is the, the fact that you never know you could fall into something like this and it, it's good. It's good for the variety. We need to have uh, different, you know, differing opinions, differing this and that uh, to learn, you know, and for games, we need to have different for you know games to play, and for them to do something like that would be cool. Yeah. Now, on the I, other I, side, we know deceptive practices. Uh, PlayStation, what they like to do. Excuse yeah. me, how dare you accuse Sony of deceptive practices? <laughs> this is outrageous. Well, all right then. I I will take back my deceptive practices. <laughs> Straight up cock blocking. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. That's even better. That's even better. You know, <laughs> they've done that before too. You know, I mean, are we still not waiting for Final Fantasy? Uh, yeah, I think so. It was supposed to be a year later. It's been almost two years now. And that's another game that did not sell very well on a PlayStation. It, right. it, it really didn't. And sometimes some, certain games will sell phenomenal on one specific console. But when you're a third party, you might need a little bit of extra money. So for them to not really flinch that they're, they've only released it on one system kind of makes you wonder uh, whether, you know, there is a, I don't know, tin wearing hat here or not. doesn't matter. It's just you have to kind of open your eyes and kind of figure out what's going on. You know, uh, didn't Phil say he didn't want to block games from other places? Yep. So there's there's games available like uh, different places like PC. There's games on Switch that are Xbox. You know, we're going to have games on PlayStation 2 eventually, certain, certain ones. Uh, we know it. It's not a big deal. But it doesn't seem like you know, Sony wanted to do that. I mean, you look at uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah. That was forced upon them. I don't think that ever would have happened if it wasn't for them possibly losing the contract. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. it just it, it just wasn't selling enough for, no. for a major uh, uh, IP. And uh... so, yeah, and that that's why we got we we got to remember it's not all about us. It's about our friends. Who yep. gets a chance, you know, that, that wants to play something like this. And now they have a chance to play these type of games. And then, yeah. yet again, we should be sharing our interests, not locking them behind a, a, a fictitious wall or a goalpost that keeps moving. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Uh, and uh, real quick, uh, before we bring in uh, Crispy Bomb on the conversation, Young Greedy uh, 109 just reminded us that game of the year, potentially, uh, for that was only available on the PlayStation, Bug Snacks, arrives on the Xbox Game Pass service ne- in, in a couple of days. Listen, folks, don't sleep on Bug Snacks. Game of the year, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> same energy, guys. Same, same energy. energy, as the kids love to say. Crispy, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Again, you know, it, th- this is complete speculation. We, you know, it's just a tweet from a Microsoft-owned, um, you know, social media platform in regards to Windows. It's, you know, it, it it's kind of poking the bear, so to speak. Do you want to see Persona finally hit? An Xbox? I mean, they need these type of IPs. I, yeah. I just wouldn't hold my breath. I, I feel like there is some... Um, some truth? You know, foul, Crispy truth? There, there's some foul play when it comes to probably what Sony's got their interests in. And they, you know how they work. They, they are very uh, Final Fantasy prime example. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that is some shady tactics right there. I know a lot of people that are still waiting for that game to come to Xbox, and you know it's one of those things. It's like I just I wouldn't hold my breath. I know a lot of people that are really you know um, interested in those type of games. Uh, definitely want to be able to play Persona on an Xbox. I just I don't know, man. I I wouldn't I wouldn't get too into it at this point. I would I would wait for an official announcement to get excited. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's, it's complete speculation, but yeah. it, it, look, look here, it, I mean, if you look at perfect example, 
Now, Persona 5 Royale, if, if I'm not mistaken, and again, I, I don't like reading from the phone. And I don't like last minute things. Um, Persona 5 Royale, I believe, was released at, on the Switch as well as the PlayStation 4 at the same time. So if the if the stats that I have in front of me from uh, 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 Gemasutra.com is correct, it sold under 2 million copies. That between sounds like two uh, platforms, though. I mean, that's why wouldn't you bring it to the Xbox? Because what's interesting, uh, Crispy, and I bring this up all the time. I've said this before. Last year's MLB The Show, folks. I, I, I'm not making this up. You can go and look for this. You can look for these stats yourself. This is what's interesting. The Sony players who put their exclusives so high in the sky, right? That they're the, you know the champions of these exclusives. Did you know? That even though MLB The Show with 21 was in Xbox Game Pass, it sold the same amount of copies, 2 million, as it did on PlayStation 4. What is that telling you? That's telling you there's an audience on the Xbox side that wants these games. Just saying, Crispy. Yeah, and, and you know you look at it this way. I know a lot of people think Game Pass isn't beneficial to the developer. You are completely wrong. One thousand percent wrong. And the, the biggest the biggest reason for that is that people that would never have played Persona will play it. They will try it. And and most Xbox games, because you get so many games in Game Pass, if you really like a game, you are more than likely just gonna buy it, especially if you have no clue. It's not a it's not a you know Xbox Game Studios game. You you know it's always going to be there. Sometimes they they take them out when they want to, and you just don't know about it. So you end up just buying it because you like the game so much. Yeah. So you know if they really want to boost you know sales and boost mind share because that's really what Game Pass does. It allows you to you know give people this opportunity to play games that they may not have touched. And, and also, you know, the streamers, stuff like that. When stuff comes in the Game Pass, there are streamers that that's literally what they do. You know what I mean? So it just puts eyes on the game. And, you know, then more people, oh, wow, this game's interesting. I, I, I want to try it. And they're just watching a streamer. You know what I mean? And they might not even have Game Pass. They might be like, I'm just going to buy it. You know what I mean? So there's so many different realms. That's why Game Pass works, because you, you could do whatever you want. You could buy the game. You can, you know, buy the DLC for the Game Pass, you know, part of it. You could do all of these different things. It's called options. Are options usually that bad? I don't know. I'd say they're pretty good. So, you know, it's one of those things. They, they have to make a decision, and I think the right decision would be to release it on every platform, not just Nintendo and, and PlayStation. So... Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Cavish uh, Herbung, Herbungs in the chat uh, says something very, very interesting because I own both of them, uh, and I actually played it. Believe it or not, uh, Neo One and Two he wants on Xbox. Yeah, dude, that would be big. Uh, Neo One, I put um, sixty hours into, and I got to like level ninety. Again, it, it, it's 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 a it's you know it's one of those types of games. Um, that I don't play, right? It's, 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 but I play that one. I play, I actually played that like an Animusha game more so than a Souls like game, which is what it is. And I somehow, it just, just like Elden Ring, it just grabbed me. Um, so yeah, that would actually be really cool. I'd love to see Neo 1 and 2 come to Xbox. Uh, I'd pay 60 bucks for that. I'd even dare say I'd pay 70 bucks for both games. 
uh, and get that on an Xbox because I I would definitely play them. They are fantastic. Um, but let let let's bring in Fuzzy on this one. Fuzzy mm-hmm. uh, Persona Five again. It's it's I I can't say what kind of audience it's going to have on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can assume that it, it will move as many copies as it did on the PlayStation. Uh, it, could it do more? Sure. If it was an Xbox Game Pass, that would be awesome. What, do you, what are your thoughts on this? It, 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 is, are Xbox gamers finally going to get Persona on an Xbox? I, I hope so, but Atlas is just this weird company. They are very, very strange indeed. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure Sony has some hands in it, but they also find a way to kind of boggle people <laughs> when it comes to some of their PC releases. Like people were asking for a Persona 5, and I think they released Persona 5 Strikers, which I, I think Strikers at least have that as a start on Xbox because it's like a fighting game. So I think that would probably do a bit better just to kind of test the waters. And I think we are getting something from Atlas a little bit later this year. I forget the, the name of the title, but it, it is kind of like a fighter or versus type type game. But as far as like uh, Persona Royale or Persona 5, uh, the, the previous iteration and so forth, I, I don't, I just don't understand. They even had a survey that they failed at doing twice or three times on Twitter seeing how many people would be interested as far as, oh, let us know if you want it to come to other platforms. And a lot of people filled the thing out. And then it's like, oh, can't submit or uh, survey invalid. And they tried to fix it and they still couldn't fix it. So I don't know if it's the people at Atlas are just trying to catch up to (laughs) current day stuff or if it's just a matter of they just they just don't want to do it. I don't know. They they really need to look at what um I forget the the other studio under Sega that does like um um the, what do you call them the Yakuza series. How well that did coming to not it just coming did to Game Pass so but, good on Xbox. Even Sega was surprised. Yeah, and 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 that's one of those things where. It's something that hasn't been on the platform. Sure, it's a risk, but there's there's always going to be an appetite for it. Not everybody's going to be able to get, you know, multiple consoles. So, in this digital age, if if you want to cover your bets, just do it digitally. Have it as yeah. a digital release. I I know some people are all about physical, and that that's that's great. But if the company itself is opposed to risk. And they have to worry about there is zero risk in that, my friend. That is yeah. a fan freaking tastic point. Yeah, that that would be the easiest thing. And you know whether Microsoft wants to give them a bag for putting it in Game Pass or just put it in the store. I mean, some of these games are a decade old. So if they ask a full sixty, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure there are going to be people to snatch it up. But some of these games could probably go for forty, and they would probably you know, exceed their expectations twofold, but uh, I don't know. Atlas, they have a hard time taking care of their fans. When when their fans ask for a certain remake, they do the opposite type of thing. So sometimes I, I think it's their own, you know, wrongdoing. And then sometimes I think Sony is kind of like, also you know Because they are very, very uh, old school Japanese company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do things in a very old fashioned um, mentality, which is again, you you only hurt your company yeah. when you do when you when you pigeonhole or paint yourself into a corner regarding bringing in, you know uh, you know 
IPX to system Y. It to me mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But would it actually hurt anybody if uh Xbox actually owns Sega? Ooh. I don't think it would hurt anybody. I mean, I I can totally see well, if they take the uh what do you call them? the Activision approach where a lot of the stuff may remain on current platforms and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to hurt anybody. And if they go with the exclusive, I mean, there is a big PC base for a lot of the Sega games that are on PlayStation as well. So I, I don't, I, I think it would help move the needle possibly to people doing like subscription stuff and, and either putting it on their PC or doing it in the browser or, or like, tv stick or something like that but in the grand scheme of things i i think they would probably overall benefit globally financially uh being under the microsoft umbrella even if it's not directly under xbox even if it's just kind of like with like activision being slotted as you know part of microsoft gaming i i think it would be fine i agree with yeah you. yeah Let's uh, let's get our Web Dave's opinion on this. Uh, Web Dave, uh, yes, sir. Uh, persona again doesn't really move the needle for me, um, but it does move the needle for people that have been asking for it. Uh, like Crispy, uh, I mean, the, what Fuzzy mentioned earlier, there was a poll. I actually answered that poll, and I, I said yes, you you absolutely should bring it to the Xbox. Why why not? It's just Definitely. another platform, and he brings up an, an amazing point. I didn't even consider. Um, there is in the, in the age of digital, right. The, I think that the, you know, when you, when you, when you talk about production for physical, you're talking about box art, you're talking about, uh, you know, the DVD, you're talking about shipping, packaging, putting it in the stores, it's sitting there. There's a load of risk that goes in. That's an inherent risk that goes with that. And you know, I, I, again, there, there, you, there are people in the chat right now. We have over three hundred people. There are some people like, yeah, Japanese games, just not for me. Boom, I hear you, but they're for somebody. So if you remove that risk, and you make a set number, special edition, it. Hey, listen, you can only get you know this game if you order it from the Microsoft Store. We're making five thousand copies, and you ask Microsoft to get involved with help with the distribution of it, so it, it offloads some of the risk. But digitally. Digitally is the way to go because you just drop it into into the Xbox store. You drop into the Xbox game page. You get a nice big uh, uh, bag of money from Microsoft, and everybody's a wiener. What are your thoughts on that? I, I agree with you 100. I think that uh, I think it's it's a no brainer uh, that 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 they don't already do it. Uh, they've uh, proven that uh, these kind of games can be successful. They may not be for everybody, but like you said, there's somebody that wants them. You know, my kids, both uh, my my daughter and my son, both um, got the um, battle. I guess well, well, no, not battle royale, but it's called Royale model. Yeah, yeah, Ro- yeah. Persona Royal last uh, Christmas. Five Royale. Yeah, I got them both that for Christmas, and they were so excited, you know, you know, to have to have a, have a copy of that. So because they really enjoy playing those, but um, you know, so what if it's not for everybody? You know, th- th- who cares? It's is there people out there that want it? they're going to make money off of it I and mean, they're going to make are. a yeah. lot of money. And like you said, digital copies for sure. Game pass. That would be such a big help, especially if it was in game pass, you know, worldwide to where like the Japanese market, which is growing, had that available to them in game pass. 
and with the cloud versions, you know, to be able to, you know, which are big and popular in, in Korea, yep. you know, those kind of, man, those numbers would be through the roof. So that, it, you know, there's, there's gotta be something that's kind of holding them back. And I, I know it's not the technology. It's gotta be, you know, either their, their mindset or whatever, but now that, you know, that, that Sega owns them and, and that, you know, Sega seems to be, you know, a little hands offy to be honest. Right. With right. It, but, but, but maybe, you know, Sega is seeing, you know, with, especially with like their, with their super games, you know, maybe you guys ought to, you know, let's work with them. Let's, let's, let's bring this product to them because it's, it's a win-win for, for Sega. If that happens, because it's there, you know, it's, you know, they, um, they own the company. So why wouldn't they want to push that? I hope, you know, it's one of those many um, visits to Japan that, uh, Sarah Bond does that, uh, that she's yep. in there getting in their ear and kind of, you know, and like, you know, Hey, let's do this and let's do this. And, you know, and, you know, I, you know, there's gotta be some talks behind the scenes, Phil and them, they see the potential in this, especially that particular product. Uh, I believe it just when they announced the, the new, uh, you know, Sega streaming thing that's coming in uh, June or July, that, uh, one of the games that is leaving the essentials, uh, thing is going to be the persona five is leaving yep. that actual package so yeah maybe there's a reason for that maybe yeah, they're pulling maybe. it out because it's going somewhere else we can only hope boom we can only hope yeah i again i there there, there is there is a, a subset of people uh gamers that really want this uh franchise to finally hit xbox and again i think it's a it's a match made in heaven uh because what Microsoft could do, and again, we're, we're going to go right back to the words inherent risk, right? Yep. What, 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 what is the risk of bringing this? Well, if Microsoft um, is listening, and we know that they are, we know that oh, they, yes. want, uh, they want to listen to the fan base. They want to bring more Japanese-based type of titles uh, to the platform, specifically into Xbox Game Pass. Because what that does, especially in a region like Japan... A Game Pass is doing very well there. Cloud gaming is starting to gain ground over there. And we know that that's a game that that audience would love to play, even though they play through it. May maybe they can ma make headway in that region by having those types of games. I'll be honest with you. I've been saying this for a while. Uh, Lost Odysseys, uh, a game that we've been all, all of us, I know, we've been asking for for a remake. That game was four discs long. I don't know if anyone played uh, what anyone's love for Lost Odyssey was. That game love it. was love it. Love it. phenomenal. Yes. And Blue Dragon was oh. just as freaking good. So yes. even though we can play those games, I would appreciate if we could get like HD remasters of those games or, or remakes on the line on the level of something like you know Resident Evil, even Final Fantasy VII. Um, but listen... Great half of the show, folks. We're almost an hour in, and we're going to get to topic three right, right, right now. And this one is a big one. But before we do that, got to thank J.C. Calamaro, who drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says this. Sony keeps JRPGs off other systems to keep uh, to, to, to keep Japan happy with JW. I, you know what? I they, they do it for, for that, but they also do it because they they're just they just do some real scummy moves i'm sorry i i just i i don't agree with their tactics and this is why i'm happy microsoft is is doing what they're doing uh to, uh, to plow through 
uh, keeping Sony as the market leader. You know, the, the more that they purchase, the more that they put games everywhere, the less likely people are going to ignore Xbox like they did last generation. Uh, that's not going to happen this gen. John Wolf, new panel member announced today. He drops a very generous $5. Jen says, good morning, panel. Just got out of a meeting and wanted to say hello to the listeners. And I'm looking forward to appearing weekly starting next week. Indeed, my friend. Indeed. We can't wait to have you here. Um, let me make sure that is. Okay. So, yeah. So, we're up to date on all of that. Uh, let's. It, uh, boom. Yes, sir. I, I'm going to interrupt here real fast. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, we were just talking about how Xbox listens to gamers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Paris Lockhart from Xbox. He's the senior program manager of uh, cloud gaming. Mm-hmm. He was even talking about uh, in his interviews that Xbox actually has a gaming chair sitting at the table with their meetings. And that is for the gamers. That's how much they think about. Wow. The gamers, dude. That the see, gamers there with them. Think, th- you know what? Think about that for a hot second, ladies and gentlemen. That, you know, I, I want you to elaborate because I didn't even freaking know that. Now think about this for a second. Uh, you know, it, you know when when you have a, a family gathering, right? Uh, a lot of people, and I and I did this for my own wedding, right? My 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 pop wasn't around, right? He passed away in uh in um in ninety seven, right? Lymphoma, and not forty five years old, very very sad. Um, and my wife's grandmother, who was the world to her, and if you you know if you are from the Hispanic heritage like me and she is more so my wife who's Puerto Rican, you know, our, our abuela is, is, is big, is big to the family. Uh, and she wasn't there. And so what did we do out of respect for both my dad and for her abuela was we had a chair that no one was allowed to sit in. Um, tables was set and everything. Right. So to see and hear what Dreadpool is saying, even though it's it's different levels, one's gaming and 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 you no know, one is a little bit more serious, but it does really make you I, I think you you could look now at Microsoft with a keener eye that their uh the, the fans are re- incredibly important to them where they're at these meetings and that's a that's a unbelievable uh, tale i didn't even know that there's a chair that's empty that's for the gamers so please elaborate on that yeah uh, even even uh, yesterday on 4gq tv carlo had interviewed him too uh and he mentioned it that they literally have a chair for the gamers you know that, and that shows i don't know about you but that shows me respect right yeah. like you said with your abuela you know we did the same thing for uh this past christmas with my mom you know, we, we set a chair, we set a picture mm-hmm. to, to show respect of, you know, obviously for her not being able to be there. And this, and I think it's the same thing that they're doing um, in a different way. Obviously, they're thinking of, you know, that each and every one of us is sitting there part of this meeting that that we are listening. We are, you know, so they're actually um, the way I, I took it is is that they're actually respecting our our ears, our choices. Yeah. That, you know, that because we, we know that they listen to these podcasts, they listen to uh, what's being said on Twitter. They listen to what's being said on different uh, uh, TV stations and so forth, uh, you know, not just podcasts, but everywhere. So they, they have an ear out that people, you know, they take it to heart, you know, and that's why we got uh, the, the generational refresh and the uh, Xbox One X. 
Yeah. So it wasn't, you know what I mean? So they listen and, and to hear that they actually put a chair there, you know, as respect for us to, you know, as if we were there part of the meeting, you know, keeping us in mind. That, that's, yeah, that that's says definitely something. saying something. Yeah, for, absolutely for sure. Uh, Don Sicario in the chat says, Abuela is the glue of the family. Indeed, she is. Anyone that uh, that comes from Hispanic heritage, you know, every culture has their grandparents and what it means to them. But Abuela, for, at least for me, just speaking for me, was not only an incredible caretaker because, you know, obviously I had my parents, but I was every time I had a chance to get over to Abuela's house, I was there. More so for the arroz con pollo, which was chicken and rice in Spanish, which is no one makes it like her. Sorry. Just, I'm going to have to argue with that on that one. I'm not going to agree with you on the Abuela side. I'm going to say the Yaya side. Is there the you go. You see, <laughs> everyone has. But that's, their, you know, and the, that's the beauty, the right? They're, all this, means... they're, they're different, but they're the same thing in different Indeed. names. It's the same thing, you know, and that's that's what it is. It's all about respect and honor. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to topic three. Folks, keeping Star Wars in the conversation. Obviously, you've got some Lego Star Wars on the screen, and that's going to be your gameplay for the day. We got to talk about a new announcement that comes the way of uh, um, numerous sites are reporting this. I happen to pull this from uh, Windows Central. Uh, now, if the name a- Amy Hennig doesn't really mean anything to you well then you are just keeping your head in the sand uh amy hennig was one of the she she was she's still alive and she's and we have a new announcement regarding star wars and a marvel project that she is now heading uh which is incredibly exciting uh if you don't know where she started and 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 what is in uh her credit um she has a massive presence in this industry she is uh someone that i unbelievably respect and uh, unfortunately we saw uh you know uh at the end of her career with sony sony do what sony does best and that's f up uh and she was uh she was given credit the last cred- credible work that she did for sony was uh she was uh, given credit for uncharted 4 where uh, she had a real big problem with management, and we know that how management on that on Naughty Dog, not that great, to be honest with you. We've heard a lot of really terrible things, and their leader is just someone that I, I don't really care for. And I'm not even going to mention names, but you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I've, I've seen some of his posts, and they're very, I'm better than you, and I don't like that. I'm going to be honest with you. No one's ever going to look down at me. Sorry. Uh, but what what is to her credit? Well, she is credited, folks, and this is just some of the stuff, because obviously this is a two-hour podcast, so I'm limited to what time we can spend on each topic. Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver, Jack and Daxter, and all four Uncharted games. Um, Now she is uh, headed and tasked with bringing Star Wars, a new Star Wars, uh, to uh, the masses uh, she is. Uh, she has incredible directing and writing skills. They are unmatched. But here is what she had to say about this announcement. And there's actually two press statements, one from Skydance Entertainment, who she teamed up with, and Amy Henning. Uh, she says this, I've often, often described how seeing Star Wars in 1977, which I did in the theaters, folks. Yes, I'm that old. Essentially, essentially, 
rewired my 12-year-old brain, shaping my creative life and future indefinitely. Um, she also says, uh, I'm, I'm um, elated to be working with Lucasfilm, uh, Lucasfilm Games again to tell an interactive story in a galaxy that I love. And Skydance Entertainment, who she partnered with on this, had this to say, folks. We couldn't be more thrilled to be working again with Amy. She and the Skydance new media team have the talent and ambition to create a unique Star Wars adventure. And this comes away of the statement, comes away of Douglas Riley. He is the vice president of Lucasfilm Games. And he continues, their vision for making inviting cinematic interactive entertainment makes this collaboration very exciting. We're working hard with the team of experienced and talented developers, and we're looking forward to sharing more with Star Wars fans when the time is right. Uh, I'm going to go right back to Dreadpool on this. Dreadpool, another Star Wars game. And, and, and that, I think, brings the total of star wars games in active development in one way or another to about eight and uh listen i'm not going to say that this is maybe a flood of star wars games maybe they're going to saturate the the uh you know the the gaming field i say the more the merrier but i am a very excited because if you remember a couple of years ago amy hennick was working with ea and she produced what was being called uncharted in space and it was supposed to be a big triple a banger and what did ea do well ea does what they do they effed up big time because they canceled the project and why did they cancel it was it because amy wasn't delivering the product that they wanted nope that wasn't it it was because it didn't have enough micro transactions which thank goodness is no longer a problem for EA because now they're pretty much have taken um, uh, what the, the maker of, of Titanfall and get, and put him in charge of everything. But uh, but I have to bring this right back to Dread. No, Dread, with Amy ahead of this project, are you expecting what she might have done with EA now to be doing with Skydance uh, Entertainment? I'm expecting to say, woo, yes, <laughs> definitely. Are you kidding me? I can't wait for 1313 to come back. I mean. That game looks so good, dude. Right? That Boba game Fett. looks so good. Oh. It's almost a crime. Have you? Did you see the latest videos that came out a few months ago? Yeah, I did. Oh, That's why I'm saying it's, my it's, it's gross. God. It's gross. It, it is. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Of course, EA has to screw this up, right? I don't know what they're thinking. Oh, that's right. They were thinking, let's get figure out a way to make more money, but not realizing sometimes you make money in the long term if you invest properly. And they weren't they were thinking short term. And this is the problem with a lot of times with EA. They only think short term. They don't think long term enough. You know, oh, yep. let's let's just rehash another Madden. That's easy to do, right? Battlefront, Battlefield. Yeah. But yeah, uh, let's, let's, Star Wars. I mean, who's not excited? I mean, we got Star Wars from here, Star Wars from this one, Star Wars over this. It's, it's, unlike the movies, we're finally getting some good Star Wars games. You know what I mean? Uh, Have it, have it as you see it with, when it comes to Star Wars movies, uh, with the last trilogy, uh, some of us, 
just overlook it because that's what we're going to do because it's Star Wars and we don't care. We we just love it. And this is going to be the same thing with the games. We, we don't care. We just love it. I mean, how many times have I said, I, I don't care. Just give me another Star Wars game. Give me something. Give me, I don't know, Super Star Wars like they did on the Dude, uh, Super Nintendo. I love those just on the bring Super that back. brother. Yes, I you love those. I mean? Those are fantastic. But we're talking about Amy Hennig here, which she's crafted so many stories. Uh, she, there's there's so many games that she's been involved with that have great storylines, uh, just great gameplay. Um, you know, obviously her involvement is restrictive to what her involvement is when it comes to the game. But at the same time, that's her hand. Her hand has been part of this. So for her to, to be involved in this, and and now we're going to get back to the Star Wars. So hopefully maybe she can. Maybe there's no legalities on her to bring that story back and, and bring it to life, which would be really cool. Um, I don't know how far we go, but come on now. Who's not excited? I mean, you could tell I'm excited. I'm like a little kid here. Just this is awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's very exciting because she she's a great storyteller. Uh, I mean, look look at her work before. Uh, real quick, I was laughing because I was muted. Thank good you. I was I wasn't laughing to the mic. MVP uh, Gamer Skills says that Amy Amy Henning uh, was forced out by Neil Cockman from Naughty Dog, and actually he means Neil Druckmann. But yes, it's well documented. And thank you for that comment, my friend. And Sparhawk. Uh, in the chat. What's up, brother? How, how the hell have you been? He says Legacy of Kane and Uncharted 2 are my favorite games from Amy. Uncharted 2, still my favorite, number one favorite PlayStation 3 game. Uh, I'm on yeah. the ball, too, on this this Legacy of Kane. How many times have we said we want Legacy of Kane? We want mm-hmm. Soul Reaver. Bring those games back. Those yeah, are the dude. games that we've been asking for, not these remakes that were just released last year. Oh, I'm sorry, those are those are called remasters. No, but still, you know what I mean? Bring stuff like that back. These are good games. You know, we're just talking about Sega with Crazy Taxi, you know, and, and Jet Set Radio. Come on. This this these are games that are far enough in in our history of gaming that we bring back. You know, and here she is doing something that, you know, it was a while back, but she's um bringing some new stuff too. So people are complaining about yeah. old games and, and rehashing old games. Well, those are the, the games to rehash. And at the same time, what she's bringing out is a new game, you know? So this is the best of everything that we want in this type of generation that we're living in right now in gaming. You know, we got the best consoles on both sides that, that there have ever been. We've got games galore. I mean, how many times have we played uh, a game for months on end? Because that's the only game that we had. We, we had a choice of like two or three games. Yep. And we had to figure out. And then after that, we were stuck with it. You know, now we have a choice of 3,000 games at any given time from PC, consoles, even cell phones. You know, so this this is awesome. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> no, no, listen to your fan, brother. Not, nothing wrong with that to get excited. And there is a lot to get excited. Hey, Crispy, let's get you your opinion on this. Uh, Amy Hennig, uh, talented, talented game developer, Probably has enough money to retire, but she's not. She's back at it. And what's interesting in this story, besides the Star Wars announcement, she's working on an unannounced Marvel IP. Oh, my God. All I can say is that she is an incredible storyteller, but more so, she makes games for single players. 
seems to be almost like a like a foreign thing. Single player games, oh, that sucks. I don't want that. Well, she that's what she's going to be bringing. Skydance obviously is partnering with her to for the development, and she's working with Lucas Arts, and I'm I'm assuming with Marvel as well. What are your thoughts on this, dude? I think I think they finally realized that you know um, single player stories for you know games that are coming actually off a of good thing <laughs> movie movie and comics and all these other things that are essentially you know what you read as your your story how you interpret it like these these are all things that like make total sense for this like you know you could even kind of you know interweave you know new stories with the games and stuff like that um you know interactive entertainment you know you, you saw those words in there like it's one of those things like you go and and you have this nostalgia for these these IPs and you go and say okay well how do you build upon that and you know i mean lately we always want to go to multiplayer i'm a huge multiplayer fan but there are certain things that just need to be flushed out and and it really comes down to the story and clearly i mean look at her track record come on you know what i'm saying like it this is it's kind of egregious that they just let her go from Naughty Dog, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, that, see, that's the thing. They, they, you know, all jokes aside, on that particular story, uh, she she came out and she spoke about it, and Neil Druckmann really, really pushed the envelope to get her out. Like he, I mean, he went out of his way to be a d bag. There's no doubt about it. And uh, we've heard, I've heard numerous uh, interviews regarding it. It's it's well documented. If you want to know what happened. All you got to do is, is search Amy Hennig uh, and Uncharted 4, and it's all the, all the information's out there. They they treated her like complete garbage, which was unbelievably wrong. But again, this is why Neil Druckmann has the problems he has. Yeah. And Sorry. You, yeah, and you, you look at it from my perspective, like, okay, like, uh, Dred, Dred's like, you know, like, got a big old smile on his face, like Star Wars. I'm like, um, yeah. Star Wars, you know, it, it's brought me back with Mandalorian and Boba Fett. And like, you know, as far as like the newer movies, Rogue One was probably the best one I've seen. Um, you know, I don't know. The, the story became convoluted. I've watched all of them. And I feel like, you know, like even though it was just a game, Jedi Fallen Order really brought me back in again before Mando came out and everything else. It really gave you this this sense of of wonder and everything that. Really, that's what Star Wars is. Me personally, I'm more excited to see what she does with a Marvel. Yeah, you know, dude. Uh, yeah, me too. Me, I, yeah, listen, I, I'm excited for the Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars nerd. I, I, I gladly admit that. But the Marvel stuff, I, I'm also a Marvel fan. Well, the Avengers was such a, a shit show that it's like you have like this full template of just you could do what you want, and that's why I'm excited. Like. You know, Insomniac themselves bringing out a Wolverine game that might get me to buy a PlayStation. I'm not going to. Oh, lie. Well, you know, here's something you else that's interesting saying? regarding that. There, there's a third. There's a third IP that they got an exclusive for uh, mm. that they're working on, uh, and that's yeah. that's pretty, yeah, pretty much out. That's pretty much confirmed. It's th- that announcement's coming during E3. So mm-hmm. there is a third Marvel IP that's going to be exclusive. They don't know what it is, um, but it's not Avengers, from what we understand. Uh, we know Spider-Man, Wolverine coming. What, what, what would you want? But yeah, I, I, Amy Hennig hand her the keys to the kingdom for uh, a Marvel IP. As some people are saying, who was it over here? Let me see if I can find it. Um, 
Someone said in the chat, oh, please let it be uh, a Moon Knight. Moon Knight is, would be dope. Dude, that is such a trippy show, bro. Like, I was, I just watched I'm, it I'm really episode. enjoying it. I'm it's, digging Moon Knight, yeah. It, it's it's trippy, though. Like, you, you just, you're like, wow, okay. We're like, and this is what you're going to get. Like, they are going all in on the multiverse, which I really, I'm going to love it. I know I am. I think Doctor Strange is really going to fill in a lot of blanks. But that's what I'm talking about. They're flushing out a story. You know what I'm saying? So you need to have this single-player story in gaming to really get some people that, you know, they might not watch movies anymore. They might just play video games all day. You don't know. You know what I mean? And 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 get them – and that could get them into all these movies that they may not have even watched. They may have watched a couple of them. But it really – it could flush out a story, and that's what you need. You need this single-player – you need that person to feel like the superhero. That's the way I see it. I, I, I absolutely agree. Real quick, Rain and Blade drops an outstanding and very generous two-pound super chat saying KOTOR remake is still coming to Xbox platform. Yeah, that's it's a, it, that, that's another weird thing. We don't know if it's an exclusive. Can anyone confirm that? I, I don't know. As far as I know, it's not on Xbox. It's um, because PlayStation, we, right? They said time. It's PlayStation. Yeah, we just don't know what timed is, you know, and, you know, you always wonder with Sony. Well, you worry about Sony because Sony's timed is usually two years. I, I don't know if LucasArts would do that uh, for, for that, you know, I don't, I don't know. Again, we'll, 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 I'm, I'm assuming we'll get something this uh, June, hopefully, and maybe we'll get to see what it looks like. Um, and, um, you know, I we'll think maybe- partially, I think partially it's because of uh, the BC with with Xbox that they're uh, just going first to PlayStation and then kind of going from there. Like, like uh, PlayStation may have done the same thing uh, with uh, Night Trap, but they paid for that part of it. So that way they have it exclusive. Maybe. But I can't say 100% sure on that one. Yeah, I mean, again, only only time is going to tell. Maybe we'll get some more information in regards to that. But yeah, Crispy, I hear your point. I mean, maybe Star Wars doesn't, you know, ring the bell for you, but Marvel certainly will, uh, and that's huge. Uh, uh, let's let's bring Fuzzy into the conversation. <laughs> Fuzzy, this is a this is a very very interesting uh, topic for a lot of reasons. One, because I'm a big fan of her work, uh, and uh, I love the fact that she is getting another shot at Star Wars. She had what what would what what rumored again no one really knows that it was supposed to be this big ma- magnificent um uh pragmatic uh you know uh Star Wars uh you know adventure new a new one at that mm-hmm. uh and it was you know kiboshed by EA cuz it, it, it the, the story is, is that it didn't have enough microtransactions. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me in the freaking least with EA. Yeah. But now that she now that she that she doesn't have uh, that over her, we know she's going to tell a good story. Are you excited to see what she brings, not only with the Star Wars aspect, but the, with the Marvel aspect as well? Well, I'll start with the Star Wars aspect first, because being a, a sci-fi fan, although Star Trek more so than Star Wars, but love both. <laughs> um, the fact that we're getting so many Star Wars games after you know EA kind of fumbled the ball a few times last gen when it came to the battlefronts until they finally fixed them towards the end after a lot of people stopped playing um it's just great news you got ubisoft massive you got uh quantum dream or quantic dream you got uh uh um, skydance working on something as well yep. you have the ones doing the the kotor deal i mean there's just so many uh star wars games and we we're gonna get like a fallen order too so yeah really excited on that but as far as amy henning um 
it was crappy how she parted ways with Sony, but you know, hey, there's always a a uh, silver lining <laughs> in the cloud type of deal. Just for the fact that now with her being oh. away from Sony, we're going to have her working on this this um, Star Wars game, and I look at it this way: it, it Skydance seems like this this weird rogue company right now <laughs> that's going to be like this up and coming you know megastar soon between doing like they're, they're i think part of their their tv and movie stuff they're the ones doing the top gun uh resurgence or the new movie for top gun and we're getting that in flight sim here soon too um and I, not that i'm seeing any true connections just yet between Microsoft and Skydance, but it would be kind of cool if it winds up being the case down the road. But um, just having Amy working on this, and then I think rumors are that it might be a um, Daredevil game, but whatever Marvel game she's yes, working please. on, I just I it can't come soon enough, but I, you know, we're going to be patiently waiting for these games, but it, it's just awesome having somebody that's been able to uh, bring us Legacy of Kane and, and the Uncharted series working on this single-player narrative uh, Star Wars experience that I I just can't wait for. I mean, it, it's awesome hearing that she's now found her, her, you know, studio to work with, and she's hopefully, you know, carries over some of the, the big ideas that she had when she was working with EA, if that's able to be carried over. I mean, it technically should be Lucasfilm games. More than probably. likely, Lucasfilm probably owns the IP. Yeah. There, there's, there's, it's unlikely that EA would own that IP after or the, the shenanigans that went on <laughs> yeah. with, uh, uh, you know, with their with their multiplayer game. So, yeah, it's, it, it, who knows? It, she could very well bring uh, aspects of that game, if not maybe a one-to-one. Yeah. Uh, which would be interesting because again, we've only heard rumors that her game was supposed to be something really special. Mm-hmm. So again, only only time is going to tell. Real quick, Raiden Blade drops an additional five pounds super chat and says, "I also want to point out that Jack Jack Trenton statement as to how Sony looked at Microsoft uh, uh, compete and block them no matter uh, no matter what. That's something like that. Great show. Well, thanks, brother. And that doesn't surprise me. Again, it's it's." Um, you know, typical Sony tactics. Uh, they 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 can't out they can't best Microsoft when it comes to financials, which is why uh, they they're buying who they're buying. I I, th- I think what Sony's doing is great. They're strategically getting little developers and they're and they're building this this incredible uh, legacy of developers for SIE PlayStation, and I think that's great. But I but again, they don't have the Microsoft money. They're not going out and buying, uh, you know, an EA. All right, then I, I I don't I don't think they're even going to go out and buy Square Enix at this point because I don't think Square Enix needs to be bought. Um, but that's interesting. I was laughing because Noof Nukem's in the chat. Welcome, Noof. How you doing, brother? He says we need a Mike Tyson on a plane game concussion at thirty thousand feet. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I had to pause. I had that because oh. I was I busting out laughing. That is funny. And if you know what we're talking about. This is why you treat others how you want to be treated, folks, because someone asked Mike Tyson to take a selfie and Mike Tyson was nice enough to do so. And that same person who had a D-bag face uh, kept teasing and bothering him and, 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 and poking and prodding the bear. And the bear got up and ate him. 
um, and beat his <laughs> beat the balls off of him live on camera. Uh, so I don't feel bad for the guy. I'm gonna be honest with you because you saw he was teasing. My, who who does that? Who teases Mike Tyson? No, well, thank the, you. The best part is he has a before picture. And he has an after. He sure does, yeah. And uh, real quick, I want to shout out a good friend of this program, good friend of this community, Joe, the developer of the incredible game of last year. Song of Iron is in the chat. Joe, we got to get you back on this program, brother, and can't wait to see what you're doing. Uh, I'm going to be sitting down with Joe in the coming weeks uh, for a one-on-one as soon as he's ready to make an announcement on a new episode of X Vlog Live. I've been talking with him behind the scenes. And uh, if you missed out on Song of Iron, my God, you need to get over there and check that out, especially if you like side-scrolling uh, Castlevania, Metroidvania kind of S, because there are some back and forth that you have to find certain things to get to certain places. Well done game. Uh, and, and, and you can find it on Xbox. You can find it. I, believe, I I know it's coming to other platforms, but I know for a fact that it is on Xbox right now because I beat it. Beat it three times, as a matter of fact. Um, but, hey, Joe, uh, great to have you here, brother. And uh, let's continue. What, Dave? Yo. Amy, Hen- a- Amy Hennig. I mean, her, her history in gaming is well documented. Her unfortunate demise at the hands of Neil Druckmann uh, at uh, at Naughty Dog, very very public. Unfortunately, she saw more uh, trials and tribulations when her game didn't fall in line to EA's. Hey, we want to charge everyone for everything, and it it kind of looked like she was getting a little disenchanted, uh, and for good reason with the industry. But it turns out that she is back, and she is not only making a new Star Wars game, but hell, she's making a new Marvel game as well with Skydance Entertainment. Where are your excitement feels on this one? I am way up there, dude, on this, because she's awesome. I mean, she's an amazing programmer and team leader. And to to have her working again, especially on these big projects, is... uh, it's great. And and I think in the long run, she's going to get the last laugh because um, she is puts out such good material. And I think that it's going to be, um, you know, I, when those games come out, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to see that, uh, that she's, uh, she's the real deal and uh, uh, well worth the praise that she's getting uh, from all of us. Uh, very excited. When, when I heard this, uh, the, the Bill Murray started going in my head with his rendition of star Wars from Saturday night live. Uh, I know I'm old, but, uh, but yeah, so it was like, uh, to me, that's, uh, that's, it's, it's exciting. Uh, all these games, there's so much coming out that star Wars and, and there's one or two people that have said, you know, well, oh, isn't it too much? Nope. <laughs> a, because nope. these aren't, they're not coming out all the same day. Right. So it's you know, also going to be all different types of genres. Right. You, know, you might have an open world. You might have a, you know, you might, you might have a side scroller. We, we don't know. Right. We, you know. Exactly. And then like, look at the game you, you've been playing and you're showing uh, today. Uh, Lego Star Wars. I mean, the game is incredibly fun. It's uh, it doesn't matter what age you are. He's like, oh, it's a kid game. It's Lego. No, <laughs> you get in there. You can relive the stories and have fun with them i mean you know look you got yoda jumping around right now that's so cool you know so it's it's um you know it, there's such a vast 
amount of storytelling to be done in the Star Wars universe. And that, like you said, different genres. And, um, you know, I would say bring it on. The more, the merrier. And I know there's still probably some other things that are in the works in the future that they even haven't announced yet that, you know, as these other games come out, you know, I, I you know, hopefully one of these days they're going to bring a, a, an exclusive type Mandalorian game. I think that would be a big hit. I actually think that's in the works. That's one of the so. games that, yeah, we saw, we saw, we, again, we, last year, if you guys remember, there was, there was some gameplay that was floating around that looked freaking really good. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, that was a fan made. But hopefully was that, that fan was made for that real? was fan made. Yeah. Holy crap! Bro. I'm a fan of that. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I mean, they literally redid the 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 first episode. So wow. uh, yeah, well, there you go, made. folks. You and hopefully that was air. enough. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> that was enough to spark an actual game. I hope so. I really hope so. I think it's uh, I think it's a no brainer, especially with the popularity of of the Mandalorian, and yeah. then you know, and the way they're the way they're you know tying in you know and then of course we got the new um obi-wan series coming out and yeah. you know and that's going to go back and you know and there's you know the christian haydenson is is coming out of re- retirement to, yeah, to, to do this his role as uh, anakin so, and uh, exactly I, I cannot so, wait for that so these this you know this kind of you know so the people you know, didn't like some of the movies as they came out and and i agree that there's some things about them that i wish they'd done different but you know what they are what they are we keep moving forward we always have the classics and the more they bring, I think the, I think the more we're going to enjoy it. So bring it on and more, bring more, more star Wars. Oh, hundred percent. Listen, before we move on to the last topic and this is the headline, this is the, this is the header of the show. We're going to be talking some Xbox and Bethesda and what they have coming out. Got to thank Nady Nay in the chat. He drops very generous five dollars super chat and says, I want a Marvel blade with Wesley Snipes mocap. That would be my Xbox Marvel exclusive. I say yes and yes, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. I mean, I love I, I love Wesley Snipes. I think he's an amazing actor. Uh, I, I'm hoping that he does somehow reprise his role in the Mahushala Ali version of Blade, which is coming. Um, but I, I listen, all I care about for Marvel right now, personally, folks, is that we are building towards the Midnight Suns. That's all I care about. If you don't know who the Midnight Suns are, well, that is Moon Knight, that is Ghost Rider, that is uh, Blade, that is um, what else is a part of the Moon Knight? Uh, Werewolf by Night, which we're going to see in the Moon in, in in the Moon Knight series uh, uh, coming up, and there's also a Halloween special that's dedicated. It's kind of like a mini movie going to be for uh, a Werewolf by Night. But I and Punisher is also a part of of the Midnight Suns. That would be freaking awesome. Uh, but look, let let's get into the main topic of the show. You folks have been waiting. We got wow, three hundred and fifty people here, folks. Hit the like button for the love of Jehovah. And also, if you're new and you're just finding the channel, of course, the goal for Mister and Mrs. Boomstick was to hit ten k. We did that in January, which was great. Did it live on the air, as a matter of fact, on the six-and-a-half-hour epilogue known as the Iron Lords podcast. That was a big one. They had, like, 50 guests, which is bonkers. Um, but I want to finish off this year with 12K. That, that would be the big goal, and we're almost there. We're under 1,500 away from 12K. We're just about 
I don't know, hitting the halfway mark soon for the year. So I think we could pull it off. So if you're new and you are enjoying the banter, please consider subscribing to the channel. Um, I, I, I do four live shows a week, bro, uh, folks, and I think you're going to really dig it, uh, to be honest with you. But let's get into the header of the show. Now, folks, look, we know as Xbox fans for first party, it's been a little light for 2022. And you know what? It's okay because it looks like uh, the re the second half of the year is going to be massive. And I know that there are some people that are, are claiming that Sony has already won the year, and they have, and they've had some 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 on paper really great timed exclusives as well as their own exclusives. You know, you had obviously Horizon Forbidden West come out. You had Gran Turismo uh, come out. You also had Sifu which is an amazing game. Unfortunately, these three games were littered with uh, internal problems, you know, uh, Horizon being buggy as H, uh, Gran Turismo being, uh, you know, just what they were. The game was, uh, was a good game, but it was marred in uh, microtransactions. And Sifu, which is a great game from a, from a small developer, was unfortunately, uh, you know, pushed to the side by Elden Ring that's just basically stole the show for everyone. So... What am I talking about? What am I eventually getting to? Well, obviously, if you go and you look at the uh, the thumbnail for the show, I have four Bethesda games. And the title of today's episode is that Bethesda is going to be carrying Xbox Game Studios in 2022. And that is a good thing. Folks, listen, um, we have a lot of games coming out from, from Bethesda. Uh, Redfall is uh, supposedly launching this summer. Now, we've heard some rumors that it may be delayed until the end of the year, but we don't know, right? That's that's a, that's a big new IP. Uh, Deathloop. I know a lot of people forgot that that is actually a game that's coming out for Xbox, and even though it launched last year on the PlayStation 5, Xbox gamers didn't play it. So it will be a new game for a lot of players out there. I bought it on a PlayStation 5. I didn't finish it. It's an amazing game. I'm going to play it and run through it on my Xbox because that's my preferred platform. Obviously, the star of the show, the, the granddaddy of all RPGs, new IPs for Bethesda. In fact, it's it's the biggest uh, RPG in, in two decades for them. Uh, from Todd, or, or some people call him God Howard Starfield. But there is another one that uh, b both Boxenberger and I are absolutely convinced is in the works and near done, if not already done, and that is Castle Wolfenstein 3. Uh, I think those are what we're getting this year. Um, all four games are Bethesda-led, and when you own a publisher as uh, storied as uh, Bethesda, it's okay to allow them to carry you because we know next year and the following year for Microsoft First Party is going to be crazy, especially because all of those games are in Xbox Game Pass. Dread, I want to start with you. Is there an issue? Because I saw some people making a problem with this. Oh, Xbox doesn't have any of their first party bangers. Well, they still, well, Forza Motorsport is coming. We know that for sure. But when you want to talk about carrying the brand carrying the platform bethesda is going to do that in spades what are your thoughts on these four games and one of them are kind of iffy because it's not a confirmation or not but is it okay for bethesda to carry microsoft and xbox game studios in 2022 why not 
I mean, seriously, uh, they're they're an Xbox studio now, technically. Um, those are Xbox games, and <laughs> as long as they're getting games out, does it really matter? No, you know what I mean. <laughs> it, it's, it's like it's like the the old BS of well, we develop our developers by organically, organic. Them. I love Come it. On now. Seriously, <laughs> you, you know it, it's just it's just BS. It's there's there's no reason for this animosity. Who cares? Just bring the games out, right? We want to play these games. Uh, it's just like knowing these games for. I don't know, five years and we're still waiting on the games to come out with, with, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't care. As long as the games come out, we still have a steady flow of content. Who cares? You know, we got, you know, game after game coming out as soon as, you know, and it's how many times have we played games that we haven't even finished and we had to shift over to another game that just came out, you know? And I mean, I'm really bad at it because of, you know, all the extra work that I do, but, it's, it's hard to, to keep up with the Joneses, as they say, because there's no way. I mean, some people can just sit there and play a game. No problem. They can get it done in no time. I don't know if they're playing on easy. I don't know if they're that good where they're playing on a higher difficulty. Whatever it is, they have the time to sit down and play these games, you know, and they can get to the next game. Uh, reviewers, how many times, you know, they're back in the day, reviewers would play to a certain part of the, of the game and then they would stop. You know, now it's mandatory, you know, it's, ooh, you can't, you know what, you only have to play so much of Madden to know what Madden feels like. You only have to play so much of certain games to know what they feel like. You know, you don't need to know all the twists and turns at the end of the game. You know, whether it makes it or breaks it for you, that's another story. But these games are still coming out, and that's what we want. We want a steady flow of games to keep us going, you know, so... There are so many games that uh, could be made, uh, whether or not they're um, sitting there doing something with it, they're mulling it over. But you know what? At least we're not waiting on this studio to push it out. That's the whole reason of having so many studios is so that way when there's a lull because they're still trying to figure out this game uh, on how they want to present this. I mean, Perfect Dark, prime example, Yeah. right? The, they had a disagreement on how the game should go. Are we going to sit there and wait specifically for Perfect Dark and then call that that's the only Xbox game that we have right now? No. Yeah. This this is the the it's insanity on how these people just want to fling stuff around and and do well, all very, a lot of their opinions are very narrative uh, focused. Like they 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 they're only trying to they only say the ridiculous things to 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 glorify their uh their opinions on something that that's why that happened again what's good for the goose is not good for the gander apparently correct so but that's and that's the thing is let's let's get these things going joe dunmore anyway um sorry i had to do that mag was channeled through me for whatever reason (laughs) (laughs) so uh but yeah that's that's the whole thing we need to get these these games to come out right and if we're gonna sit here and nitpick why are we nitpicking over something like this oh oh this is not xbox no they're part of xbox who cares it doesn't matter i I, you know it's funny a couple people in the chat actually put uh some some commentary in regards to that let me see uh one from pixel bit g where is it right here let me see if i can find it where this chat is going very very fast so I, um yeah he says not technically they are 100 percent an xbox studio period full stop 
And Edward Larity uh, also comments on that. He says, is it okay for Xbox first party studios to carry Xbox in 2022? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you see what I, you know, and that and that's the thing. That's why. Why does it matter? You know, <laughs> because people just want to talk and they, have their points be be the focal point. It's just ridiculous, right? They want to be the king of the hill and tell you how it is and look at me. That's all it is, and that, and that's that's the worst part is people are listening to these guys. You know, you should be listening to people that want to share the games. You know. This is a fantastic game. You know what? This is a fantastic game, but it's not for me. But people that are into this type of game would like it. That's the type of people we need to listen to and push out. You know, this this is the whole thing. Um, let's see. Should listen to Boom. It. That's what you should listen to. Yeah, there to. you go. Um, but uh, like Tunic, right? Tunic, everybody was like, oh, wow. And, and come to find out, Tunic ended up being kind of a Souls-like game. And I'm not yeah. into Souls-like games, but guess what? That thing got me hooked. You know, and that's the thing is sharing these games out right whether or not it's organic whether or not it's technically owned or not owned whatever the games are coming out on this console the games are coming out on this other console who cares we have games to play do we not why we go why we uh go posting everywhere and moving it and and i mean aren't aren't, it's kind of tiring of listening to these people uh bandstand for their own narrative and yep. keep on moving it because, well, we met that narrative. Oh, well, 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 well um, let's see. Um, let's change this. Oh, 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 you know, you don't have that, you know, and that, and that's the whole BS is they're, they're just full of it too. Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. And again, that's why you stay out of these spaces and you use the block and mute button. Cause that's what we, uh, that's what I've been doing. Um, Crispy, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, Xbox Game Studios, which again, there are there are a subset of people that feel that Bethesda is its own entity. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely are their own entity. They're running themselves. They're a publisher that is being allowed to run themselves, and uh, and Phil Spencer has complete uh, faith in the leadership there that he doesn't have to be looking over their shoulder because he knows what Pete Hines is, you know, brings to the table. He knows. What uh, uh, Todd Howard brings uh, to the uh, to conversation, if it turns out that Microsoft's first party, you know, before Bethesda, only releases are only able to release um, Forza Motorsport, is it okay for Bethesda to carry the brand? I think it is. So you mean to tell me, Boom, that even though Microsoft Xbox purchase bethesda that they're not under the same banner so that, that is that that is that is what the running uh, that, narrative is sir <laughs> okay that's that's very interesting um i'm gonna go as far as to say that um when it comes down to 10 years from now this purchase will be the greatest purchase uh microsoft has ever done um, thousand percent thousand percent yeah i i don't believe all of these games are going to come out this year okay. um and, and and there there's some there you there got, been some rumblings that, that we may not get Redfall. Um, we we've heard that it may come in December. We 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 also been hearing that it will in fact release in the summer. So only time is going to tell. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer at this point that if they just have Starfield, uh, Uncle Phil's fine with that. Mm. Um, you know, you have Deathloop. It's going to come. It's going to be right in the Game Pass. 
that that clearly like people it's it's an underrated game people because uh it reviewed well it got nominated for multiple awards like it, it's it's one of those things like dude like you know don't act like this game doesn't mean something to come into game pass it definitely will will uh you know have people that you know don't have a playstation they were yep. going to try it out so th- that's a start i mean we I- i'll be honest we, we haven't seen a lot but I would rather them flush out games and bring out games that are not, you know, um, a big mess. Mm. Like even Halo, it feels like it's a little bit of a mess than what it even should have been. And that's with a year delay. So I want them to take as much time as they need. Bethesda is a part of Xbox. You poor, poor souls. You you need to, you need to accept this and understand that you're not going to play Starfield on your PlayStation. It's okay, all right? You're going to have to buy a Series S, which I've seen it for $265. Yeah, man. It's, 260 it's, it's... You pay more for a cell phone, for the love yeah. of God. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you know, so I just just stop. Just stop the nonsense, okay? Buy an I'm Xbox ready. Here, Thank you. I'm not sitting here <laughs> complaining that I'm not going to be able to play God of War Ragnarok on my Xbox. Okay. I already knew that. They told you Starfield Xbox exclusive. They told you this. So stop. Just stop. Because when it comes out, I'm going to tell you right now. If Elden Ring wasn't here this year, I could almost guarantee it's going to be game of the year. I mean, that's how I feel. I The way they talked in that round table, the way they presented this game constantly, giving us little snippets. Todd Howard loves teasing the Bethesda community. He's not even he looking does. at he's it. Done, he's done it for years. He's not even looking at it as X, like Xbox community is Bethesda community as well. That's the way he looks at it. Like Literally, they have built games on console because Microsoft helped them. The, you, you want to talk about organic growth? Okay, they purchased them, but guess what? They've been working together for years since the, since the OG Xbox, dude. At the end yeah. of the OG Xbox, they started working and they said, they said, you have PC type stuff in there. We could work this out where we could take our IPs and move them over. And that's exactly what they did. And Microsoft helped them do it. You got to go watch the documentary. Okay. So just just stop. All right. Understand that when Bethesda has all this money sitting there waiting for them that they're so frugal that they're, they're going to use every single studio that they have. They're going to allow them to develop what they want. And because Microsoft is bankrolling this, it is going to be um, games that are not, and I hate it. Everybody brings up fallout 76 for the love of God. Okay. The game is that was, a very, very playable game. A lot of people love it. They fixed it. It's, they fixed game. it but but even at the beginning okay if you look at what they needed they needed to they needed a cash grab and and this is why they sold to xbox come on think about it the the game was that's not why the, built. The, even the castle wolfenstein with the daughters was was made be, made from an outside studio outside of machine games for a cash grab yeah and and i'm telling you because now they don't have to worry about that anymore and clearly, I mean, it doesn't work for every studio, you know, uh, Undead Labs, it, you know, Microsoft need to be more hands on. You do not have to be hands on with, with Pete Hines and, and God Howard. Let me correct you, but God Howard, um, you know, sitting there. If you bring up Fallout 76, you are not understanding that that's not a traditional game that they would make. 
that right. that is that is more multiplayer that is that is basically it, the story was was not there you had to find it but it was it was just they didn't bring the npcs in they didn't it wasn't a traditional bethesda game like if you want to say fallout online that's a different story but they tried to act like it was a you know it was a new fallout when really it was just using the same engine and they they basically you know tried to make it multiplayer but really what all we were looking for is be able to play with another person you know online and and you know go through the story i mean i think they took you know what people were saying hey i would like to play multiplayer in fallout and and they were just like oh okay yeah everybody can join and it was a hot mess at the beginning and they corrected it they really did and i see a lot of fallout fans are absolutely enjoying the hell out of it they you know they brought npcs in they they did exactly what people wanted but they they screwed up the launch they're not going to do this with starfield starfield is going to be a traditional bethesda game and it's going to be something yep. that they have worked on they have you know the thoughts 20 years ago like yeah so mm-hmm. you're, you're just seeing them actually have the technology to be able to do this and you could even put out an example as a space epic game no man's sky continues to bring out content so imagine having this giant game that will be starfield and how much content they could bring out as necessary or as they see fit so I, i'm just sorry like if it's death loop and starfield i don't think i'm gonna have a problem with it because i feel like you know there's going to be something that's going to drop into game pass that's going to be totally unexpected and it's going to be within the summer but microsoft plays this different game they don't go you know in the the first quarter or the the end of the year fiscal year they go you know right in the holidays and and that's what they've been doing for a while and it seems to be working and not just that but i don't see the sales you know uh dipping you know even with not really much coming out right now so i mean the the value proposition of game pass has become so you know to the forefront of people's minds that even with Gran Turismo 7 and Forbidden West coming out, they still are buying Xboxes up like there is no tomorrow. And yes, you yeah. could say there's there's more there, whatever. It doesn't matter, okay? Clearly, Xbox has prepared for this, and I feel like just having Starfield alone will sell enough Xboxes for them to be happy about it. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree, and and again, it's what 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 you're gonna what, the reason the, the importance of Starfield for Xbox cannot be understated uh, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, that that game itself is going to bring in new players that left Xbox for PlayStation. Um, not every not not everyone is a casual gamer. There are people that went to PlayStation for a lot of reasons: power, price, game, you know, games, you know, what what pick, you know, t- take your pick. Um, but I think a lot of those gamers are going to come back because they don't have uh, uh, because uh, PlayStation will not have Starfield. They will never have Starfield uh, unless you get, get Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation, which it's not happening. And that's a story for another uh, a podcast. But you're definitely onto something. Let's bring in Fuzzy. Fuzzy, mm-hmm. this is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a big deal because uh, a lot of the Xbox first party games coming from Obsidian coming from Ninja Theory, uh, coming from a lot of their internal studios outside of Bethesda, well, they are now, they, they've been given the most 
uh, one of the most valuable things in gaming, and that's time. Time to master your game's craft, to bring it out where there's no bugs and it looks great. And because they have so many in development, we know that they have over 34 games. And I think it's closer to 50, but I'm going to stay with the 34 games in active development. And uh, if this year turns out to be a Bethesda-led year, uh, that's perfectly okay. What What are your thoughts on that? Oh, it's it's definitely fine. I mean, considering they're part of Xbox now, it, it, it Bethesda carrying it, it's going to happen, and then there's going to be a year or something down the road where Obsidian carries, or or you know, Playground Games carries, or whatever the case is, because it's part of Xbox. It doesn't it, being it a recent purchase it's still part of xbox so them releasing the games on the platform is all that matters um but this year in in general uh for anybody that didn't play Deathloop on on playstation it is going to be if, if you're into shooting uh, or like a first person shooter game that's not necessarily like your competitive type but like the way Dishonored was and and, and things along those lines you're going to love Deathloop. and i i greatly enjoyed it didn't finish it. i have all but the last part completed on my playstation i don't feel like getting the platinum there i want to get the thousand on my xbox but death loop coming this year is is definitely going to be worth the wait um fingers still crossed for motorsport i know they're phasing out forza hub in may uh so no more rewards points for all the forza games you've played in the past so that kind of tells me they're they're doing their next flight for forza or for motorsport 8 or the next motorsport so that that should be in the works here soon um, not no NDA stuff or anything like that. It's just you can kind of read between the lines when they're when they're phasing out a previous Forza game entity thing that the next one's in, in coming a lot sooner. But um, as far as with uh, Redfall, if it gets delayed, I'm fine with that. Just for the fact that it'll give them more time to polish it. Uh, if it's able to be released and it being the looter shooter and me being a looter shooter fan, I mean Division one and actually the division when i played that game only for one year straight um i i definitely look forward to that um as far as starfield it's already like a lot of people were kind of under the impression it may have been able to launch last year but to give it that extra year of polish the extra year of i call it the halo infinite effect my friend yeah um look what happened with halo infinite L listen yes. you you can say whatever you want about the game not having biomes mm -hmm. outside of what we saw but what what three four three did, and I know we criticized them a lot because they you know the battle pass needs to be bigger. Yeah, you know it, it's fine. I, I I'm one of those people that wish there was more, especially in the big team battle thing. But yeah. you cannot deny that that one year, and it really was more than a year. So that's the thing that people seem to forget when they showed off the game originally that everyone had a big problem with. I thought the game looked fantastic. That was July twenty third in twenty twenty. So from July to July, that's 12 months. From July to December, when it launches, that's, I mean, I'm no mathematician, 15 to 16 months of extra development time. Yeah. The reason why the game was as good as it was, and it played, and you could say whatever you want about not having enough maps, Halo Infinite on multiplayer is fun AF to play. The mm -hmm. gunplay is fantastic, and the single player, yeah, do we want to see more story elements to it? Sure, but that story was dope, and if you didn't play it, then you missed out on a big one, but I, I just br bringing this back around yeah. I'm a little bit long winded. My wife tells me, and she's right. <laughs> the year delay or the over year delay uh, that uh, Starfield got 
is going to produce one of the best looking games on Xbox. I, 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 I'm guaranteeing that. Oh yeah. And, and the fact that this has been God Howard's baby, like in the back of his mind for the past 20 years, like when you have to wait for technology stuff to catch up or game engines to be, you know, of the, the level that you're envisioning this, this, you know, epic story. I, I just got to believe considering how much fallout as a, a, a series has moved people, just how like, um, you know, Elder Scrolls move people as a series. I, I got to believe that this one is going to be like the, the trifecta basically yeah. of his career. And, and, you know, whether and he's Bethesda still working on Xbox. Indiana Jones, one of his other favorite oh, franchises yeah. of all time. He, not that he, I, I hope he stays for another 20 years along with the Bethesda group under Xbox. I think they all but, are. I, I think that they're all in a really good position where coming mm-hmm. to work is fun. Yeah. And even though they're getting up there, Phil's getting up there, Pete Hines mm-hmm. is up there in age. Uh, same thing with, uh, you know, they've all been in the industry for over 25 years. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see any of them leaving uh, because they're, quite frankly, having too much fun with mm-hmm. they're doing. Well, if they do decide, they're, they're going out with a bang. They're, they're definitely giving us a great send-off type of deal. But, yeah, I, I think the, the reception that we're on that, that they'll probably receive from the uh, Starfield release, I think that's probably going to keep them in there for, you know, probably 10 more years than what he originally has planned. Thing. But, man, yes, it's fine. Xbox can be carried by Bethesda. It's, it's part of their studio family. Yes, that. It, there's no problem with that at all, uh, yeah. but fingers crossed motorsport because you know I love racing. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no kidding, no kidding. <laughs> love racing. Uh, real quick before we bring Dave in on the final point of today's incredible four-topic show, which was amazing. Let me thank uh, Hey B- uh, Bl- Bl- Blinken. I believe that's how you say it. He drops a very outstanding and extremely generous $20 super chat and says, Game Pass is going to be insane this holiday. Warhammer, Dark Tide, Deathloop, Plague's Tale, Requiem, Forza Motorsport, Redfall, Starfield. Don't forget Scorn. Someone mentioned Scorn is going to mm-hmm. be in there as well. Yeah, it's it's going to be worth its weight in gold. If you're not a part of Game Pass, man, you are missing out. Uh, and uh, don't do that. $15 a month gets you so many games that your backlog my backlog is already as tall as i am i'm six feet and it's and it doubles it's double in size since game pass plus you know the world kind of sucks right now financially for a lot of people and it is the best if you want to be a part of the conversation there's no better place to play games than on xbox for a multitude of reasons and financial affordability is one of those major reasons but dave let's get your final opinion on this Bethesda carrying Xbox. How dare they? Even though they're first party and they're owned, and you know the, the running narrative for for s- several knuckleheads on the interwebs think that uh, Microsoft should be ashamed of themselves because their first party games are not being churned out this year when they kind of own Bethesda, so it is first party. But are you okay with a Bethesda led twenty twenty two? Yes. <laughs> that's the easy answer i am definitely yes. okay with it because a they are first party and b all four of the games are going to be dumping in a game pass day one and who doesn't have game pass come on it's 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 
you got to get Game Pass. It's that's that's no brainer. Um, I mean, it's what a lineup. I mean, just those. I mean, yes, there's so much more coming. And um, will we have more surprises from Microsoft between now and the end of the year? We'll find out this summer's. Uh, you know, when they when they do the game shows, when they find out the uh, news and reveals and stuff. But I, I think. I think we're in a good path. I, I definitely agree. And I, I know Boxenberger would be so proud of you the way you pronounced um I still don't got it right. I'm gonna be honest with you. I Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. I, I, I cannot get it. It's my stupid American accent. Sorry. <laughs> you, you, you what you need to do is you, is you need to watch Young Frankenstein a couple times. And then I love down. Young <laughs> Frankenstein. That is that is wow. That is that's that is so classic. Exactly. It exactly. Well these days, but it's so good. Gene Wilder at his absolute absolute best yeah. exactly exactly and he wrote that that's what's crazy about it so uh so yeah that's um i tell you it's uh it's it's a, it's a really uh you know i i agree with you guys that it's 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 possibly coming uh i hope it is um like i said there, there's so many there's so much good stuff coming i mean we just and game pass is definitely sign up for game pass if you haven't done it do yourself a favor sign up you can you can get in you know and and game pass ultimate is worth the money. I mean, it and is the family so plan worth is coming it. this uh, this fall. Uh, so what was that? If you, yeah, the family plan is coming. This oh, fall yeah, exactly. That. Family plan coming. There's, uh, I mean, and 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 I really agree with something you've brought up several times on your show as a as a speculation type thing. But I think that there is going to be a a Game Pass mobile version, or at least some kind of um, you know for mobile games to where they'll have like a big mass amount of of mobile games on there I, I really i think that that's that's something that that microsoft i, I, I tell you have. i tell you one thing a mobile for a, a xbox game pass for mobile is coming i've been saying i've been banging that drum five bucks it's gonna be 4.99 a month and it's there gonna you get go. you all these extra little goodies for anyone that plays mobile games i am freaking telling you microsoft marketing i'm here <laughs> i'm here all you gotta do is ch ch check the linkedin it's it, it's it's current but um the, the boom is is boom is ready to bring the bring the bring the goodness i tell you because it's uh i think i really do i think it's coming man I, and i and i and i agree with you 100 so so yeah but these games coming all four of them yes i think they're coming and i think they're gonna make it for the holiday and i think it's gonna be an amazing holiday season with the the games coming out from who oh xbox studios yeah, right. i also think that's a good yeah. shot uh i, I know uh, uh dreadpool wants to add a point yep i do uh, uh have a feeling that um we're we're gonna be in i i, I think there's still a few surprises I, I i'm still i'm still holding hope that compulsion games is closer to being done i think yep. that you know there's a very good chance that Microsoft could win Publisher of the Year again because all four of the games that are going to come out plus Motorsport are all going to be high high ninety reviewed meta games. Again, in my opinion, but uh, Gamer by Choice, uh, who, uh, who's been a member, wow, for thirty one months of the channel, wow, dude, thank you so much for that. He says, um, didn't Insomniac uh, help carry Sony? Later part of the last gen, beginning of this gen, yeah, indeed yeah. they certainly have. They were the workhorse for Sony, uh, and uh, they weren't at one point first party, and now that they are, so that's a great point. And Suicide Kings has become a channel member. Wow, Welcome. brother, thank you so much for that. Certainly appreciate it. But uh, Dreadpool, before we do the outros and get everyone out of here to enjoy your Friday and start your weekend, what did you want to interject about? Well, let's not forget that um, Zenimax 
has how many studios? Eight. Eight. And how many yes. teams? So oh, you dude, they eight. have. They might right. even have double. They might have sixteen teams rolling now. They have it, a lot of teams. They have double and triple teams on certain studios. So you do not think that there's going to be, I don't know, a plethora of games coming out from them. Dude, so yeah. whether or not they're carrying it, yet again, doesn't matter. It's still <laughs> Xbox. It, it, it absolutely is. But listen, folks, that is your breakfast with Boom for this week. We <laughs> had over three hundred and fifty people here. Uh, many new channel members today. Lots of super chat. Thank you, folks, for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. And again, though, those we roll back into the community with all the big giveaways. Uh, most of the time, we're taking it out of our own pockets, um, and that's fine because you know, obviously, we want to give back as much as we can to the community. Um, it's certainly at the forefront of what this channel was built on is uh, making it a uh, community friendly and welcoming channel as well as giving back as much as we can and thanks to you folks that have become channel members thank you for of course uh the uh you know the super chats we have one come in from black sauce it drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and says it's pronounced igor is igor are we talking about killer instinct igor I, I, no, I don't know we're we're talking about uh, the young frankenstein <laughs> oh, oh my god it's pronounced right. igor yeah, yeah igor <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he's he, you can tell he's as old as we are because oh. only he would only we appreciate the humor old. in uh, Young Frankenstein. But listen, let's get everyone out of here. We'll start first with uh, Breaking Bread with Dread, brother Dreadpool. Tell us about that incredible program, where they could check it out, where it's available on the RSSS feeds, and more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Yes, um. Well, here's the beauty of it. I have a breaking bread that I'm working on currently. It was just a little mini um, thing that just happened. I happened to be somewhere and I said, hey, uh, do you want to record this? And they said, yeah. So we did a little thing and then we ended up having some food afterwards. So, nice. um, you know, we didn't, you know, Alex, you'll see it when you get there. But uh, yeah, it, it, I'm working on it. I'm hoping to get it released uh, this weekend. And, you know, maybe support uh, support these people that I interview and, and do this stuff with. Um, even then, if you don't, not a big deal. Uh, but that's that's the whole thing. Uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it as a surprise. It'll be a short and sweet one. Um, but anyway, uh, you can find me everywhere on anchor.fm slash Dreadpool. It's got all the links to everything that Breaking Bread with Dread is on. Um, YouTube, Twitter you know, here on Twitter, you, you know, um, what is it? TikTok and all that stuff. So everything, anything Dreadpool is everywhere on the link tree slash dreadpool.com. All my merch, all the, the stuff that I'm doing. Um, and then on top of that, we have uh, our uh, game and beyond the box. We are not doing one this Wednesday. Yeah. He's uh, recovering from pneumonia. A lot of people didn't yes, know Wil that. Wilmy's still recovering. Yeah. So instead of pushing him, uh, like we have been, we haven't been pushing him. He's been pushing himself, but it, so instead of doing that, we're going to take another week break. We took last week off as a break and we will take next week off as a break. And then we will return. And we have a new panel member, Saturion, as nice. we all know. Yeah. Making this return. That's yes. excellent. So Wednesday nights, not this Wednesday, but the following one, Check us out, uh, 8 p.m., Gaming Beyond the Box. And then, obviously, right here every Friday where I tell you what I'm eating before breakfast. And sometimes it's not even breakfast for you, but it's my lunch. That's or right. my dinner. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we go over stuff like that. So definitely check out 
all the different opinions here. Um, I'm going to say one thing, Crispy. I know you're not going nowhere, but we're going to miss you here on uh, Breakfast with Boom. And, yeah. You know, Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it's it. It's not going to be the same, but we will. Uh, I think we, we will carry somebody. on in yeah. his honor for I was sure. Gonna say, I think we found somebody to one up you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No one can do that. <laughs> actually, <laughs> hey, that's, believe that's it or all not, I can should, hope. Yeah. Well, big big shout out to Chris because he's actually the one that uh, recommended John Wolf uh, to me uh, in the DM. He's like, yeah, you, you should consider seeing if he can get on here. And sure enough, John is. Is going to be joining us starting next week, but uh, crispy, listen, bro, you've been with us for many, many years. We're gonna, we're still gonna have your incredible op- opinion on here every now and again. But of course, if you want to hear the crispy truth bombs that he's normally dropping, all you have to do is head over to Primetime Gaming live, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, each and every Monday. He's gonna be hanging out with the PG PTG crew starting this Monday officially. Uh, crispy bomb, where else could people find you? And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Like I said, boom, bittersweet. It has been a a a ride. Um, watching, you know, people have the same things. I life happens, and um, you know, now I'm the one riding off into the sunset, so to speak. Uh, it it has been awesome talking games with you, gentlemen. I will be here when I can, but like I, 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 the reason why this is happening is I don't know how often that will be, and right. it's only the right thing to do. If you want to hear the crispy truth, yes, primetime gaming Monday, seven p.m. and and you got to think about this. You got me and Mag on the same panel. That's gonna be that is gonna be interesting. <laughs> then you got Everborn with his backhanded comments. Oh, it's gonna be, you know. And then you and Dutch are gonna try to reel everybody in. But... And, and, don't, and, don't, and don't forget the anchor known as uh, Kaysante. Yes, yes. The, the, well, you know, Kaysante and you know, Command the Keys. So, so we, we have some star power on that. Yeah. On that so, so you know, you're gonna have, you know, you know. Three people trying to reel the other three people back into the actual conversation. But that's that's what you enjoy. And, um, you know, we got Retro Renegade, 7 p.m. Tuesday nights. The next podcast, Thursday, 8 p.m. And uh, I just want to say, you know, if you love gaming, you know, be here. I mean, this is what we talk about. We're, we're not sitting here trashing consoles. We are giving our, our wholehearted opinions we have been gaming for a very long time. If you're you're newer to gaming, if you only got five to, to eight to ten years under your belt, you don't know about the 20 plus years that uh, us gentlemen have. And uh, congratulations to John Wolf. Um, well deserved. And I'm sure he's going to have some hot takes and some very knowledgeable opinions. So I look forward to uh, listening, you know, on my Saturdays off and, and listening to you guys. So appreciate it. Much love. Yeah, thanks so much for that. And uh, Fuzzy, obviously, please, I want you to sell your brand. Tell them about your incredible YouTube channel as well as other shows that you're on. But more importantly, where could people reach out to you on social media? Well, first, I want to uh, thank Crispy. And and man, it, it like uh, uh, Dreadpool is saying, it, it's not going to be the same. But man, I, I know you're still going to be in the DMs and can't wait to see uh, on, on Prime Time as well. Uh, love hearing your thoughts and keeping everything 100 so man I, I i definitely look forward to to your uh views on monday nights and stuff um thank you for the panel thank you boom for having me on here thank you to everyone that came out and watched us uh live and some of those they'll catch us on the replay uh everyone interacting in the chat uh just greatly appreciate you guys uh checking us out 
make sure you hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already. Um, for anybody that just wants to hear my ramblings on anything racing related, first person shooters or any of the games I've been playing over the past <laughs> few years, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere or on YouTube fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Pretty much mainly doing replays, some points and tips on some of the racing. Um, but man, I, I just greatly appreciate, you know, everything about you guys <laughs> and, and gaming in general. So, you know, just have fun out there. Have have a great weekend, guys. And thank you for being always being here, brother. And you've been a huge asset to join the pr- panel. We'd love to have you each and every Friday morning. And last and no way least, Web Dave, by all means, brother, sell your brand. Tell them about who you've interviewed, who you got dropping, and where could people reach out to you and check out not only your website, but you find you on social media. Well, the best way to get a hold of me uh, is to go to my uh, webpage, which is outbreakpodcast.com. Simple as that. Uh, you can also, obviously, a YouTube channel is Outbreak uh, Podcast. Um, I have a series on Outbreak uh, Gamers, which um, Fuzzy Belvedere, Crispy Bomb, Dreadpool, and the one and only Mr. Boomstick XL all have interviews that I have captured, and they are amazing. Every single one of them, uh, you get a lot of insight into these amazing gentlemen and their I content. So I... Man, it is uh, a privilege to have every single one of you guys on there. And this week's uh, coming up, um, well, this week's episode that dropped um, was uh, was uh, Dreadpool, and nice. of course he he had to, uh, to to you had to he had to unload two hours, and every single bit of it is entertaining. I'll tell you that right now. <clears throat> you find out some things I had no idea. We'll just keep it a mystery until you listen. But yes, uh, absolutely. But Tune in. Uh, it's I was trying to keep it awesome. short. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, it was never boring, that's for sure. So definitely tune in and check that out. This week's episode dropping on Monday. I have um, been blessed to have the one and only Randall Thor 19. Is uh, We have a fantastic uh, hour-long interview with him, and you'll get to find out a lot about Randall Thor, the man with the million and he, it was uh, nice enough to uh, to do an interview with me. And um, gosh, boom! I tell you, so many so many great things that you're doing here. We all appreciate you. Just want you to know that right now. Thank you, brother. Everything Definitely appreciate you do, that. Thank you, yes. sir. Oh, thank you, man. But listen, folks, that's your show. Uh, obviously, before you get on out of here, make sure you hit the like button. If you're new, consider subscribing to the channel. Uh, four live shows weekly um, and uh, lots of content. Sixteen shows per month uh, for, for almost well over forty hours per month of content. And you don't got to drop a dime. But if you do, we definitely appreciate all the Super Chats and the channel memberships that keep this channel uh, moving forward in regards to giving things away, giving back to the community. And, of course, I'm going to close out today's show with something, folks, that's important to me. Hopefully one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom.